29. Welcome everybody to the N Word for Nerd podcast. I would say we're starting at 29 minutes. The journey's like, oh yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> welcome to the N Word for Nerd podcast, everybody. We just finished our pre-production role, so be on the lookout for that. That'll probably be out sometime this week, so you guys can enjoy the shenanigans we talked about there. We talked about um, prostates, which is a <laughs> thing that everybody in the internet's clamoring we to are, talk about. We are men of certain ages. We need our prostates examined. Maybe. <laughs> We talk about gotcha, our movies, uh, <laughs> <laughs> movies make pedophilia a thing, but not a thing, but a really Ooh. a thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, a little yeah. bit, a little bit. <laughs> well, Problem, mm. Problematic. <laughs> yeah. It's not a child oh, but... if it's in an adult body. <laughs> we don't monetize this. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Not this portion at all. But okay, other than that, but we do have a jam-packed show for you. So whatever segment you're listening to at this moment, we have other segments on our YouTube Facebook, uh, Anchor FM, Spotify, um, all the spots that everywhere you can find Head Cannon Circus at. So please remember to like, share, and subscribe and join us. And at the end, we will be talking about everybody's favorite, 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 favorite segment, comments. So we'll have that up for you as well. Yes. So just full of, just chock full of content here for us. So in honor of this again, excuse me. Where can they find us again, just so we're really clear about it? Uh, well, first, they'll talk to your mama. And then when your Go mama on. says, oh, you can find them in her Irish accent on Head Cannon Circus. Head Cannon Circus. <laughs> She'll be like, Head Cannon Circus. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> on YouTube. Oh, but be all on of it. YouTube, Facebook, uh, Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all the places that you can listen to podcasts. We are sitting up in there chilling. All right. So today, our first topic of the show is going to be about our top three Westerns. In honor of The Harder They Fall, we decided to put together a list of our top three Westerns. So I'm going to let Jaren go ahead and kick this off with Jaren. What is your number three Western of all time? Star Trek so, does not count. As, as Yeah. <laughs> uh, as a as a huge as a huge fan of the callback uh, with Jason last week, uh, talking about his top favorite Star Treks, I'm just going to go with my favorite westerns that might not be exactly westerns there and then some. Um, but first things first, we're going to start with uh, uh, a million di- a million ways to die in the West. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right, all right. Classic western, but fantastic. Me and my buddy were talking about this topic yesterday night and he was like i guarantee you on jaren's list a million ways to die in the west no! i swear oh to god. god james if you're listening shout out to you you fucking picked it you're fucking right yeah oh my yeah, god yeah, yeah, yeah. all right there justify that choice jaren go ahead because I, yeah. I gotta hear this <laughs> uh it brings that family guy fucking i mean it brings the 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 writing, the sharp writing, the delivery. Uh, it's got my boy uh, Doogie Hauser MD it, all up in that shit. So, yeah, no, it's great. And it's also got Django and Doc Brown, too. <laughs> it fucking, yeah. yeah and, and the Back to the Future reference was fucking top. Yep. 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 And Django, yes. I mean, it's, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Western. So here we go. Let's go, baby. My non Western <laughs> Western list. Oh, my God. I, I think that movie. You know, as a guy who loves Charlie's Theron and everything, I think that movie fucking blows. And when I saw it in the theater, I was like, this is terrible. But teachers own. I love that you saw in theaters. 
<laughs> yes, yes, because I'm a huge Seth Rollins fan. I like Family Guy. I like mm-hmm. I like most of the stuff he does. And yeah, yeah. No bueno. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, oh well, up. everything's better than movie forty three, dude. Movie forty three is how you pick friends. I got you can two sit down and say, <laughs> "Did you like this or not?" <laughs> if they said, yeah. oh, I thought this is funny," we're gonna be friends. <laughs> oh, what I pull in, right. put in the stool is better than movie forty three. Sorry, go ahead, <laughs> Jason. What is your number three western well, of all time? I actually like westerns, unlike Jaron. So I'm going to go with my <laughs> number three is going to be Hell and High Water with uh, Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Chris Pine. I think Ben Foster's in that too. It's a modern Western and it is absolutely badass. Like it is a great slow burn uh Robin Banks kind of thing uh that takes place in you know modern times, but it's still very much all the themes of a Western. So mm-hmm. uh, Hell in High Water. Yeah, that was my number three. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, really good movie. Um I yeah, I have no objections on that one. Uh my number three is <laughs> As this, I just shitted on Jaren's number three. Going to my number three. My number three is Cowboys and Aliens. <laughs> Dude, that movie's fucking, fucking awesome. Shut the fuck up. I love that movie. I love that movie. Uh, absolutely. Every time I watch that movie, I'm always like, why do people not more like this? Why do people don't like this movie more? Like this movie. Not top three, but definitely good. It, oh my God. It's so much good stuff in there that is just. Anyway, it's why it's on my list. So before I go crazy about it, because yeah. And also, you get the all-time legend of Harrison Ford. And let's be completely honest, at the time that Daniel Craig made Cowboys and Aliens, he isn't as, you know, revered as he is now. So yeah. even going back in retrospect and watching it, like, he's even cooler in it now, knowing, like, how much of a badass he is going forward. So, again, Cowboys and Aliens is it's just my jam. And it, for you, Jaron, it has your boy in it, Sam Rockwell. Yep. Dancing like so, a Yep. <laughs> So, but that is my number three. Jaren, what is your number two Western of all time? All right. I love that I'm starting this. I'm, I love that I'm starting the Rands out because uh, bring the hate, <laughs> me, bring the hate. Uh, Back to the Future part uh, three. Thank you. Yes. That is my <laughs> second favorite Western of all time. Uh, <laughs> I love that no fucking family in the history of Hill Valley ever moved the fuck out of Hill Valley. <laughs> Over the course of like six decades, it's amazing. I love it. It's the best. They're uh, all still just there, like all still with their yeah. inbred, same same looking motherfucking children chilling in Hill Valley. So, uh, with the exception of Doc Brown, the questionably sane person involved, uh, we didn't see a whole lot of uh, Browns back. <laughs> they were the Von Brauns, as I understand it in the movies, mm, and they didn't. I move bet there you Doc Brown's his own grandfather. Yeah. Ooh. Very, very, very fry of him. Very fry of him. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. I'm my own grandpa. <laughs> a lesson in temporal mechanics. <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, uh, go uh, back to Future 3. Second favorite Western of all time. I'm interested in uh, whether or not my number one is going to creep into either of your lists but i'm uh no because we actually picked rest westerns <laughs> hey, look. these were all westerns suck my dick <laughs> look our, our geek car cannot allow us to hate on back to the future three so i'm just going to say good choice jared good choice <laughs> <laughs> you See. put me in a rock and a hard place <laughs> so good choice <laughs> jason what is your number two western of all time my number two Western all time. So from this list, I was picking Westerns that were primarily made past 1990. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to honor remission all everything that uh, 
Clint Eastwood made Good, Bad, and Ugly. Also, one of my also one of my favorite ones from the earlier eras of the Wild Bunch, but they're not on my list. Uh, yep, my yep, number yep. two is Three Ten to Yuma with Christian Bale, Russell Crowe, oh. and Ben Foster. Such mm. a and, you, and the best things about westerns is they're all a movie starring a bunch of badasses doing badass things. And mm-hmm. Three Ten to Yuma is about a bunch of badasses doing badass things, and yeah. it's fucking awesome. And it's a cool ass movie. If you haven't watched it, you should watch it. Christian Bale is amazing in it. Russell Crowe is the most Russellest of crows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Ben Foster, um, who is a phenomenal actor who never gets his due, is just like yeah. the coolest, you know, antagonist. Doesn't really say much, but he just exudes coolness when he's in this movie. So three ten to Yuma, such a great movie. The remake, not the original. Uh, uh, the original is really good too. Don't head on the original. Yeah. Uh, actually, that kind of thing plays into my number one. But going into my number two, now my number two this is slanting closer to Jaron, but I'm gonna keep it above reproach, and I'm going to say that this number two is probably the first movie that I saw where like the action was so over the top but so awesome that I it just brought me in. My number two is going to be. Desperado, man. Antonio Banderas, Robert Rodriguez. Like, uh, here's the first time I saw a Joker throwing bullets at people with the gun. <laughs> and I was like, that's awesome. I want to shoot like with that until you realize you. Gatling gun <laughs> guitar <laughs> case. Yes, yes. I was about <laughs> yeah, to say that. Good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. It's so over the top. So great. And then I did not know that that was a sequel to El Mariachi. And so it made me go back and watch the earlier films because I thought that was so dope. I don't talk about the third one as much because I'm not a huge, huge fan of it. Once Upon a Time in Mexico. (laughs) Yeah. But Once Upon a Time in Mexico, I'm not a huge, huge fan of. It's good, but I think the first two are just outstanding. But Desperado is like the cream of the crop for me. And then, I mean, you get Selma Hayek, too, which is going to be a theme in the show as well. Primetime Selma Hayek. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Even though all of Selma Hayek is primetime Selma Hayek. 100%. Prime Selma Selma Hayek. Okay, I think I already know the answer to this one, but I think it comes with an asterisk. Hotter Selma Hayek in Desperado or in Dust Till Dawn? Dust Till Dawn. So you're willing to take the snake head? Yeah, yeah. It was less less clothes in Dust Till Dawn, so I would have to go with that. That's kind of where I'm going to it. I praise that because you know as hot as she is in Dust Till Dawn, it comes with... uh, a huge asterisk that she's comes a vampire. <laughs> yeah, not even just a regular vampire, like a snake-headed nasty She's a queen vampire. of vampires, yeah. It's, it's, right. Yeah. I the good Okay, one. all right. Okay, good, good, good. I just, want to see, I, I just want to see where you were willing to lay it on the line here. I see yeah. that that's where you were willing to lay it. Uh, all right, Jaren, you're number one Western of all time. Oh, my God. All right, so this this actually tears me uh, i could do a serious answer or i could do the one that will uh create more conversation and also maybe jeopardize my position in this podcast. go with your heart uh, Jared. uh so heart. <laughs> let, let 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 me preface this choice uh because it's going to be the, the the horrible one uh with um I, I hadn't actually seen this movie until I was an adult. Like, actually, we're talking within the last six years. I never saw this movie for the first time. Uh, I was uh, uh, shook by some of the language in the movie. <laughs> but ultimately, it was a positive fucking awesome movie for the characters involved. Uh, Blazing Saddles? Oh, 
Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yes. Yeah, hey, look, that, that rounds off your list perfectly. That rounds okay, off good. your list. Amazing. My my dude, my dude okay, is basically good. a live action Bugs Bunny, and he's getting it over on some like like some horrible historical types. It's phenomenal. The archetypes are there. It's great. But yeah, it I mean they drop the end bomb blah, uh, every 10 fucking mm-hmm. seconds. And as somebody that again, for the first time watching it in the last like six years, I was like, I, I when I say shook, I was like. I don't know if I'm allowed to laugh at this. <laughs> this was, it just depends this on was, how hard you laugh. It's the, yep, it's the right, right. You can it laugh. Will, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. how hard are you laughing? And what are you laughing yeah. at? What are you laughing at? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. How uh, is this to be a write them out? Write them out. Yeah. <laughs> don't laugh too hard. You can laugh, think, but not too hard. Yeah. I think yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. I think I nailed it. Uh, that being said, I think please, I nailed it. it. <laughs> Next time, record yourself watching it, so we'll, we'll let you. Know. <laughs> yeah, you, it you wasn't need that to hard. have that a, laugh, a panel yeah, hard. of yeah, experts to determine whether or not you nailed it. Or not. <laughs> we'll watch it together. Right. <laughs> we'll do a group Jason, doing. what is your number one western of all time? I'm surprised that Jaron didn't go any with any Akira Kawasawa films. I'm not going to do it either, but <laughs> I'm just surprised yeah, that Jaron didn't I'm do surprised it. As well, but either way. Uh, my number one Western of all time is probably one of the most over-the-top Westerns ever created, and it is The Quick and the Dead. Uh, a young Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio, uh, I believe uh, uh, Sharon Stone, Russell Crowe, Gene yep. Hackman, uh, your boy... Um, Bring it back, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> Keith David's in it, too. Like mm-hmm. It is just a seriously cheesy-ass Western... We're about gunslingers slinging guns, and it is it is over the top great. Freaking uh, Russell Crowe plays a reformed uh, bandit who turned to preacher who's you know thrown away all violence, but now he's been captured and finds himself in a duel to the death tournament of gunslingers, and it's just it's over the top, and it's just by far. It's what got me interested in watching westerns in the first place. So we get that in this one too, the one we're about to review, the the old yeah. uh, and bandit turned preacher. It seems to yeah. be a thing. <laughs> Apparently, in the west, he was like, "Oh well, I'm done being a bandit. I guess I should be a man of the law." Yep. Let me get that uh, white strip. Can't just so go bad. be an accountant in back in New York. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> the skills aren't transferable. The skills yeah. aren't transferable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So my number one. Western of all time also ranks up there in the Black Power rankings as, too, as well. Is um, Wild Wild West? Let's go. Home, ah! Smith. Oh no, fuck you, dude. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> fuck you. Shut the fuck up. That is not your fucking choice. Pick another one. You piece of shit. Uh, okay, all jokes aside, that is not my number one, but. I just thought I had to give up. Just thought I did oh, there. It was amazing. Um, my number one is uh, going to be similar to your number two, Jason, but just a different movie. Mine is going to be uh, True Grit. Both of them. Oh, the original well, with John Wayne. The re- the remake uh, with um, Jesus or Jeff uh, Jeff Bridges, which mm. is just yeah, yeah, it's True Grit's awesome. And I remember watching True Grit because this is an era where you know westerns weren't cool anymore to watch. Blah blah. And this is right around I think three ten. Reaching the Yuma had already came out, and that was awesome. And then True Grit. But anyway, long story short is that it's just really, really good. And you get to see Jeff Bridges be the like the crustiest 
of, of the, I feel like he put on extra crust to play this role. Like you get to see him and, be himself. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and when you watch the original, you're like, oh, he's not that far off of how like disgusting John Wayne is, and that too. So it is. You also get to see really John cool Wayne role. be himself. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, it's definitely in the original with John. Yeah, facts with John Wayne being himself in that one. But yeah, True Grit is probably my favorite all-time western. And that's this one was hard because I'm leaving things off like Tombstone and there are so many good off. ones. Yeah, and so, I mean, hell, one of them that I think is underrated that I like I like a lot, but not enough to put in my top three is Book of Eli. Book of Eli oh, is Eli like was good. Book of Eli was great. Yeah, yeah, just a really good is western, it western, and though? it has the it's it's a oh it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. A post apocalypse. apocalypse. Yeah, it's sci fi in the west. Yeah, in the west. <laughs> <laughs> no, shit deteriorated. That he time. is a lone gunslinger ish person, so yeah, yeah. it's got many themes that resonate yeah. in western. Oh yeah, I oh, mean yeah. it's definitely a western samurai movie. Like it is a hundred percent a western samurai movie. Uh, but anyway, uh, but yeah, again, this is in honor of the harder they fall. Which, if you want to continue to listen, we'll review. And if you're watching us here, we will have a review of that up probably. Uh, very soon, if it's not already up on the channel, as you're listening to this, depends on so, how fast Jerry can work. <laughs> also, when you decide to listen to shit, yeah, 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 yeah. Or if I decide to put this segment up at all, maybe I'll just leave it only for the audio people. You guys are <laughs> my lovely voices. Yeah, uh, <laughs> audio is superior to video. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and shift gears on over to uh, Marvel's latest entry, Eternals. I'm gonna go ahead and. Take a back seat here because, uh, Ooh. yeah, this is going to be a very fun review. So let's go ahead and start off with Jason, uh, number A, the Duke of All okay. Nerds. Jason, you starting, buddy? Let's, go. let's try to not do. I'm going to try not to to give out any spoilers uh, for this review as of yet. Absolutely, but uh, yeah, okay. So I I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I liked the fact that they were able to do a shit ton of character development for the large ensemble cast within the time they had. Yes, a couple of characters did get the short end of the stick. I'm looking mm-hmm. at you, uh, Makari. That's Come not really a spoiler. No. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, you got to understand the motivations be- behind each one of the characters and why they were doing the things they were doing. Um, which, uh, if you've ever watched, uh, I don't know, Justice League, you'd be like, oh, it doesn't seem like it's that hard to do. <laughs> So that's one of the biggest uh, pluses of this movie is that they were able to give you the motivations of each one of these characters. I kind of was like, oh, this is some bullshit. They started off with a uh, text scrawl. And I'm like, you know, the only time you should ever do that is if you're a Star Wars movie. <laughs> that's the, literally the only time you should start off with text. Um, the first thing it, I thought about was that they were doing like, When you 2D. do like either a voiceover narration or some sort of text on screen, it just assumes that you're your audience is too stupid to pick up on clues when they are watching the movie. So you just have to explain it to them. But I feel like this one was like, it was leading us in a direction that we thought we were going to. And then the movie kind of brought it back around. So uh, even though I don't like that sort of like thing that they did, uh, it made sense once you got to see the rest of the movie. Yeah. Uh, without spoiling anything, the, uh, the, the, I thought the villain of this movie was, uh probably one of the more um understandable villains in my book um mm. because 
he had a job to do and he was in and it was the job that he was assigned to do and by completing his job he was going to facilitate the life of the universe and i feel like he was um or she or they were uh were kind of understandably now is it something that i choice that i would have made no but i i enjoyed that it wasn't just like a color swapped version of our heroes into the last fight like that most marvel movies do and they weren't actually like diametrically opposed to one another and i also enjoyed you know some redemption at the end that you know yes that person who was you know behind all this was like sorry at the end and i like that when a when a person realizes they were wrong and that they you know were you know going about it the wrong way i think that's a very like mature thing to do because you don't see villains that do that ever they either are like gung-ho about the thing they're going to do and they either do it or they get killed doing it and they're like ah, i'm a villain ah and this is what i do the next natural step yeah, you don't see that a lot in movies, Jaron. You don't no. see the next logical step of actually oh. thinking about your position and like going, "Oh shit, I was going to hurt the people that I, you know, I'm not going to go further into that statement." But otherwise, for me, this is probably one of my favorite Marvel movies to come out in such in in the last, let's say, five years or so. I really, really enjoyed it, even though there was definitely some hokiness and some uh, uh, things that were off i still enjoyed it i thought it was at the end of the movie i was like i was thoroughly engaged and enthralled and Endgame that my came out in the last five years okay i stand by my statement okay right. <laughs> bang bang bang, bang. <laughs> you got anything else for us jason or we nope, that's it. i'm done <laughs> all right jaron your thoughts on eternals thank god the irishman was there uh <laughs> We needed that. Uh, this this fella is uh, uh, like Northern Irish, but not Northern Northern Irish, like proper Irish. Uh, <laughs> hails from Dublin. You can tell by his voice, and you can tell by the things he says. That being said, uh, he could have uh, solved all of this, and then you know decisions were made. But um, this movie was good. Uh, it does not get. It does not earn it. This movie, watching it, does not earn the low uh, Rotten Tomato score. It doesn't. It's a good fucking movie with great people that acted exceptionally well. Where it fell all fucking apart for me was the director. The director was trash. Uh, apparently, this the, is one of the Oscar winning director. Was yes, trash. Oscar winning Chloe Zhao <laughs> fucking <laughs> dropped the ball left, right, and center. All right. I, I, I and, and I made fucking notes about it. Um, let's be real fucking honest. Uh, when they all rejoin Druig and they see his little commune in the middle of the fucking Amazon or whatever it is, there is a huge thing that happens that the director was just tragic at communicating. At some point, he extends his will to everybody there and they all kind of start to focus in on what's going on. And any any director worth half his or her salt would have used that for a really dramatic, poignant point where you see B-roll footage of extras like stopping what they're doing and turning to face the point of focus, which is these new Eternals joining 
the bunch. There, there was a point where you can make it almost scary. There was a point where you can make it uh, uh, something that is of consequence or or anything. But it was relegated. It, it didn't. It didn't work. It didn't sing. Uh, you you see them interact with somebody, and then a, a an extra goes, "Who are you? And where are you from?" And they say the magic words about college, and then it cuts to Druig walking out, and everybody's surrounding him. You don't get that. Like you could have really made it a punch where everybody drops what they're doing and starts to look around at what's happening in the background and really kind of shown the power that this fella exudes. Um, there Hold on, are real quick, I, I, real quick, Jen, because I want to let jump you in, jump I, in, thought jump in. I, jump in. I thought they did that in that scene. They didn't. Am I wrong about that, Jason? You were 100% I wrong. That. I, I think they did that, that in the previous scene when he takes over all yeah. the people who were fighting and stops them from fighting. So yeah, I don't think that's your stopping opinion, and you're entitled to it. So please, you're they establish his powers in a scene that may or may not have been as impactful. Uh, this one would have been incredibly impactful if they had played it right. Uh, another thing, we got uh, uh, Faustus, my boy, my tech guy. We needed more, like, this This story spans all of humanity. We needed more drop-ins on poignant parts of humanity. Hiroshima was a big thing. That was massive. And to see his reaction to that, that impact, that was emotionally impactful. I felt that. I felt that through him. I felt ashamed for what we as a people have wrought. I needed more of that. I needed I needed to see him and then happy about the, in the very next scene. <laughs> yeah, I needed I needed him happy about the accomplishments and I needed I needed more of the the fuckery that we as humanity got up to and I think they could have done that and it wouldn't have even taken a lot away from the pacing. They could have done it in kind of a splash sequence almost. Like I mean uh Jimmy Chan was amazing. Uh we didn't yeah 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 you knew it you knew it uh-huh uh-huh um i think the world was first introduced to her in crazy rich asians i don't know a lot of her other things that she's really kind of made humans. A, i didn't see humans i don't know what humans is you just it's said a tv word. show on fx that's, that's where she that, that's she, why <laughs> where tv goes to die fx thank you for sponsoring us fx <laughs> fx where tv goes to die <laughs> that should be their slogan though yeah i'm sorry is it not fx or fx x x x x x i don't know yeah, yeah they, uh, when does it become porn <laughs> yeah there was an emotional one more like, x there was a serious movie in here that was begging to be released and i think that the the choices of the director were ultimately what what hamstrung it. If I if if I that's my opinion. I'm I'm throwing it out there. I ain't even You're entitled to your opinion. Yes. yes. Also, it was really super obvious. <laughs> oh wait, it was it was it was super obvious about who the villain was ultimately going to be. Well, let's just say that. Uh, <laughs> Those people who like word games just figured the fuck out. <laughs> Super obvious. Uh, and they also fucked the speedster three times uh, for, if you're counting, stabbed by Athena. Uh, 
grabbed by Icarus, kicked by a deviant, which is bullshit. And then when uh, she had an emotional response to another Eternal, didn't didn't speed run to them, walked, cantered, human speeded over to them to give them a hug. So you know, sometimes your FX budget just goes out the window. And you out the budget. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is the same guy that in his review for old said when they hit him because the person had changed their size, it should have made him stumble a bit when they hugged him. Yes. Would not think that a speedster, knowing that if she ran into him in speed, may possibly hit him, knock him over, or hurt him. So she just uh, go ahead, Jerry. I'm gonna let you reclaim your time. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you, you should Jason's be friends. sorry for all the bullshit you just said. A speedster, I like that you think that they hold on, hold on. I like that you where's think the that they have no where's, control over their speed and don't stop before they create impact with the individual. I love the that lot? you think that they carelessly run into everything that they move closer but to. But if they went super but fast, they're having like... an emotional response to somebody and they move quickly to close the gap between them, but they're fully fucking cognizant of their ability to move fast, stop. Jared, Jared, you're missing the them. point. You're missing the point, Jared. No, the point is that point. you're saying that one situation, someone should have reacted a certain way that me and we're like, why? In another situation, you're like, no, she should have done this this way. She walked to a lot of people through the whole fucking movie, Jared. What are you talking you're, about? You're, you're literally uh, anyway. All right, all right yeah, go again. No, 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 no. We're, no we're not going to. We're not going to do anyway because you fucking you just you just countermanded yourself. You're talking about some. I'm speaking about somebody that is capable. That is a, a, a capable uh, user of their speed. Jared, Jared, it doesn't matter. Go continue. No, 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 it fucking matters. It fucking matters. It you th- can't fucking throw that out there and then say it doesn't matter. You're talking about somebody that's brand new to where their limbs are and their length is, and you're talking versus somebody that's been involved with their own powers for generations. You're, you're talking about apples and oranges, and you're trying no, no, to Jared, like I'm it's the same thing. Actions. I'm talking about actions. You're not. You're not. Over actions you're not. Of results. You're not. So you're telling us that she should have ran fast to him because you say so. That's your argument. She should have ran fast to him because you say so. Her emotional response means she Man, wants to get out of here. and stop give him it, a stop hug. It, stop it. We're not going. Like, that's what we're not going to do this. Stop it. Stop. Adorable. We're not going to do this. Adorable. Do this. All right, everybody. So how y'all <laughs> doing, do Jaren? Because she's walking uh, people anymore? that she emotionally saw for the first time a bunch of times. Remember when she first saw him when she was reading yeah. books? Yeah. She didn't zoom her up. legs were the she same. Didn't zoom up and hug him this, this speedster. Did she same walk up to him? Her legs were the same. Hold on. Stop. Hold on. Stop. Her legs were the same. Jaren. Jaren. Stop. Stop. Did she walk up to him in that scene when she saw him for the first time and she was not excited to see them? She walked up to them. What do you want about? Okay, so you're not even listening. So that's what I want to talk about because you don't listen. Continue your review and then I'll go. Let's go. Darren, are you ha- please continue with your review? Yeah, yeah, good. I keep telling him to continue. He keeps telling about something that I'm like, all right, I'm good with. All right. And my last <laughs> Jason, okay. please stop interrupting Jaren's review. Yeah, my last bit was uh, I had a question for, for you guys. Uh there was a point at which they talked about uh the eternal's ability to continually regenerate. Does that make Ajax's point of being there redundant? She's a leader. But I think that by continuously regenerate, that means by continuously living rather than injuries. Because you yeah. see in the very first like two scenes oh. that she heals their injuries. She doesn't like yeah. make them live. But we, see, but we see Cersei do something similar at the end of the movie with a knife wound. Does she heal her knife wound? She does. Very I obviously. Don't... I mean, I don't. She I don't recall. There's her. a CG thing where she reaches down, and I don't well, know if she's. She isn't she's turning. Still a, is connected the lack to of the flesh into flesh. I don't. 
Well, without spoilers, she's still connected to the thing, so she had mm-hmm. an abundance of power. Maybe. And mm-hmm. she was able right. to help out that other character, too, which was not mm-hmm. technically her powers. And she, or technically her powers were that she can manipulate Matters. things. Matter. Right. So Matter. it was. it's not with, within, without her uh, power set, when she's definitely overpowered to not do that, not to be able to do that. Yeah, fair enough. She turned air into all the art, the very, yeah, all right. Flesh and blood and whatnot. Sure. Okay. Yeah, because beforehand she was not able to uh, affect anything that, that was organic. living. Yeah. That yeah. Was Until she was with the deviants. Yeah, that was because she was connected to the thing. She wasn't connected to the thing when she turned him into a tree. She was connected to the thing after the other character was killed because she got the thing from the other character. Because I'm trying to say, I'm spirit. trying to stay, yeah. yeah, you know, big here, so we're not giving out spoilers. But okay. she was. They explained mm-hmm. it that she was connected to the thing, and then she got even more connected to the thing at the end of the movie, and that's why she was able to do the thing that she was doing. We'll have to talk about that in, at, post the spoiler alert because I got questions. But okay, all right, Jason, what are your reviews <laughs> of uh, Eternal? <laughs> Do you think they did the speedster right? Uh, nobody gives a damn about speedsters but you. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> the big speedster fan. <laughs> I mean, I'm a speedster fan, but Jared always cries about speedsters. He doesn't realize this is how speedsters are written. Nobody ever writes speedsters correct. So until he writes I mean- his own speedster. Just let it be what it is. That being um, said, when, that wins she, when she was on, <laughs> when she was on, I was fucking there for it. She was fucking destroying. I loved it. I was like, yes, let's go. And then every time they stopped her, it was bullshit. Because they have to stop her. Because otherwise oh, yeah. she's OP. Because she's OP. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they have to okay. stop her. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Tomatoes, tomatoes. Um, either way. Uh, so yes, this movie took me an eternity to figure out how I fucking felt about it. <laughs> um, I don't have the the whack complaints that Jaren complains about the speeches that run into people. Mm-hmm. I see why this movie is divided, you know, because it is the best of what Marvel has, but also the worst of what Marvel has all in the same movie. The reason why it pulls me into be divided because I'll admit as a movie guy, when I know what a movie is going to be or I have a thought of what it's going to be, I put on a certain kind of lens. If you guys listen to my reviews, I kind of go, oh, once I realized it was this kind of movie, I put on that lens and judged it from that point of view. Well, this movie is pretty much Marvel's popcorn with artsiness, and it doesn't go to good. It's like I'm having a filet mignon, and my side is buttery popcorn. Mm, It may may be good individually. (laughs) Together, not so much. I'm not really trying to dip my flame or my steak in my popcorn and scoop it up. Like I'm just, I want it separate, but so you get the great shots, you get the lovely, like, I mean, it's even at one point where, you know, she walks up behind him and holds his hand, and you see that beautiful artsy shot, and then the very next scene is Marvel shenanigans. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but that's what Marvel movies are. So it, it kind of had me split, because as I'm watching this movie, my artsy movie style starts lighting up, and I'm like, oh, that's such a great shot, that's such a good look. And then it goes to the Marvelism, the dulled colors, the regular template-looking stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a Marvel movie. And so I keep jostling between that through the whole movie. So it kind of hurt my perspective of the movie in that one. But you do get the good things of the Marvel, the interpersonal relationships, the quippy, everybody's a jokes-to-laugh moments. Um, Even a majority of them were in the trailer, but that's neither here nor there. But then I felt like this movie was trying to pull in Avengers 2 as well. 
it was trying to set up so much stuff because we're going into this galactic universe is the next step of Marvel, which they've said to us. So this is not me speaking. This is what Marvel said. They're trying to go into this multiverse in, in galaxy area now. So I felt like this movie was trying to set up so many stepping stones similar to Avengers 2, which dragged down Avengers 2 as well. I felt like this movie drag, got dragged down. And there's something to be said with movies that this movie just wasn't fun. And that's what hurt me. And that's when I realized when I got to the bottom of it, the movie wasn't fun. It had some cool moments, had some cool shots, it had some good Marvel stuff, but it just wasn't a fun movie. Um, I will give it credit that we mentioned, like, yes, Marvel was able to out Justice League DC because it's pretty much was just the Justice League, just with Marvel doing it, and Marvel did a way better job of it and made a lot more sense with it. So can that we, was pretty cool. Can we say um, how hardcore it was that Marvel called out DC in their mo fucking movie? <laughs> Twice, <laughs> twice. Uh, I didn't feel like it was a, a call. I thought it was just you know, oh man, a, a donning that like those guys are the kings of the <laughs> comic area era. So, like that the kid thought that he was that yeah. guy is a statement to like that guy being like the guy of all yeah. comics. But that's how I took it though. But anyway, uh, I thought it was more of a, a shout out, but a funny shout out. But also, yeah. Anyway, going to it. So yeah. So it's a Jaren's point about the direction and. Uh, <laughs> Where I think I agree with the statement, I disagree with the examples he used. I think that the movie just had very the movie didn't have a, a feel of its own. It felt like it was chopped and screwed. I remember my Shang Chi review. I talked about how the beginning part of the movie felt like something new and different for Marvel, and then it gets to that one point. For people who haven't seen Shang Chi, I don't want to ruin it, but it's a point where they get to where they see somebody that's in Marvel in the past of Marvel, and I felt like the movie just goes completely Marvel from that point only. I felt like this one, that complaint I had about Shang-Chi, this one was different. It felt like this part was like Marvel scene, artsy director scene. Marvel scene, artsy director. Like, it kept being choppy. And I felt like I could never get a flow of what this movie was trying to be. And I think mm -hmm. that's what Jaren's ultimate point should have been, was that he could never, because the scenes that he said that should have been more impactful didn't feel as impactful, because I felt like being chased right behind it was a Marvelism scene. Like that scene in the the, the the concave you're talking about. They literally go from there to cutting into like this building and having these conversations that we kind of already kind of halfway heard, but we just need to hear this guy's perspective of it. And then from there, it cuts to like, oh, it's an attack. And all the stuff that we were trying to work out interpersonally kind of just gets put by the wayside because now I guess the threat is real because it's at this guy's concave. Now. Like um, Paperboy and Benton stuff. <laughs> Look, we only got so much time for a movie, so Paperboy had to take the L on it, and I get it, but they did enough of it to make it give you a good reason why he was going to be involved in it. To Jaren's point, all that montage stuff you needed wasn't necessary because the literal statement was they were showing why he lost his humanity, like why he gave up on humanity. Like, that was the statement before, and so they showed that clip to show the very moment why he lost on humanity. So we didn't need to know all the good times he had with humanity because the whole point of that clip alone was just to show why he stopped fucking with humanity, why he used his hand to fix bikes. <sighs> that was the moment of that scene. It wasn't a scene of an exploration of his journey through time with humans. It was just the moment to say why he went into hiding and was like, F you guys. That was the point of it. Regardless if you agree with it or not, because we disagree with it, the point why they, I'm just saying why they didn't do what you wanted them to do is because it wasn't <laughs> the point of the scene. But going to that point of the scene, that is, a, it was a great scene. But that then was it was good. undercut. It was undercut by... Him talking about Superman and the late, like it, it just that's what I'm saying. It just felt like 
That's good, great stuff. And then it went to like stuff that was familiar. And he's like, hey, whoa, it's not too artsy for you guys. Come back in because we're Marvel. Like, that's what it felt like. And it bothered me most of the movie. Um, but I do want to shout out to Angelina Jolie. I thought if you're going to cast her as this, because she is Angelina Jolie, you're going to watch this movie and go, this is Angelina Jolie being XYZ. I do feel like they gave her most of the heavy lifting uh, acting wise to try to get us out of that mindset of who she is. I do think, I don't think they completely accomplished it, but I think they did well enough that like I wouldn't mind seeing this character return. And I think being more a little bit more fleshed out and being more real, she was a good choice for it. So, and also you could tell that, let's be completely honest, she was acting circles around everybody else, except for maybe Selma Hyatt. But everybody else, like, she could throw them, all them jokes go in the dumpster can compared to how she was acting compared to them. That's just my opinion, but that's what I felt from it. Um, also, was the movie dark to you guys? I don't know if it was the theater or was it actually the scene, like the opening scene? Does this scene look? Was that dark to you all? I was no, going to say something about sound mixing. It seemed a little low for me. No, but I could have been sitting in a mm -hmm. uh, bad seat, but I was dead center middle. But yeah, I, I felt was... like the mixing was off. For yeah, me. the lighting okay. was fun. Okay, you see, it might have just been in the theater. You, what theater? Did you see it in theater too? No, I saw it in theater seven. So uh, I saw it in theater um, too. So okay, that might have just been for the theater. So, but, mm -hmm. but I didn't put that as a critique. I just wanted to know because if it yeah. was, if it was for everybody, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean that. Also, the last part about it is, and here's my biggest complaint of it all. And then when I say it just wasn't fun, Marvel fights are getting boring now. They got to figure something out with their fights now. It it's becoming tragic now because the best thing I liked about the original Avengers were like the team up fighting styles. Yeah. Now Marvel's getting to the point, they're just like, yeah, just shoot some stuff, blow up some stuff, somebody flies, somebody falls. All right, the fight's done, and we get some <laughs> CGI. We good? All right, we good. Like, and again, maybe it's just a me thing. It just felt like I was bored through all the fights in this because it was nothing original. It was nothing cool. It was nothing I thought was dope that I hadn't really seen before or something I was like, oh, that's a very good take on this kind of fight scene. It, it just, only thing that got me close to being like, oh, huh, was the speech to fight with old boy. But Which even then, we've kind of seen it before. I thought that we, was dope. We've seen it. <laughs> we've seen it before. Yeah. I, All right. I'll grant I you, would disagree I'll with you on that that point yeah. because I like the last fight scenes. I thought that was those were pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, but we had like we, we had like four fight scenes in it. You're only equating one was a good one. That's yeah. my point. Like usually, all the fight <laughs> scenes in there. At one point, I don't. Moment, we honestly, I don't think. Dope. Pretty much, not since like uh, Winter Soldier have I found anything remarkable about any uh, Marvel fight scene. Honestly, in my in my opinion. So that's not an issue so, for whoa. action for action movies. Really, in game. I mean, it's it's it's, it's just there. It's fine. It's just not. It's okay. just like. All right. Uh, Again, I, I think they're just getting boring, and I don't think there's anything imaginative about the fight scenes ever. Especially knowing what we know about Marvel, and they have a direct hand in a lot of the action scenes. I, I think they just like, oh, this is what people like for my action, so keep it this way. I don't okay. think it's anything. I think again, when we talked about Shang Chi, part of the reason we were feeling it was because it was action that felt like. Kung Fu, martial arts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Until it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Until it got CGI regular. Yeah. Okay, all right. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> uh, it's interesting that you say that. I think actually you're, you're, you're scratched on the surface of something that I think will happen in the future. So uh, up until now, we've had a, a cottage industry that's uh, kind of grown out of uh, – fight choreography and things of that nature. But I think you're right. I think we're right on the, right on the precipice of the edge of like almost a Renaissance in that 
field where uh, there are going to be people that are are like incredibly fanatical about the ideas or the images that were they were brought up with with comic books and stuff and things that they have thought about in their mind that are going to become like the new heads of industry when it comes to superhero fight choreography i think that's going to be a big deal and i think people are going to probably start marketing themselves as folk that are like listen we have developed systems on 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 strings and rigs that uh look supernatural so the actors can do whatever they want to do but we're going to put them in supernatural scenarios where they're levitating off the ground and you don't ever see a shift or a weirdness from the actors it lets them communicate what they want the 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 story or the director really wants to see from them but also while levitating six feet off the ground and not feeling a pinch or having to like work through something that's outside of the spectrum of what they want to do i think that there is i think you're right i think we're getting to the point where it's we're starting to see the limits of what we've done and that there will be somebody that makes a lot of money uh, facilitating the groundwork for the next 20 years of cinema where we see something even better. I, uh, yeah, I, yeah. And it, it really also has to do with the director's eye. It's funny. You go back and watch Scott Pilgrim and you realize that Edgar Wright made our boy, uh, the, the goofy little fuck, looked like he could fight Captain America, even when he was just a skateboarding actor. I mean, what? Like, <laughs> a lot of it comes down to the director. But Was yeah. Chris Evans Captain America then at that point? Or was, uh, was it a few he wasn't later? yet, but he would be. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Evans was, was still, uh, was still, he, he, was, uh, he was a failed human torch at that, at that point. point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. They need to make Chris Evans go back to doing more funny movies. By the way, like he I was mean, he always great in, com- we, in, in in Free in, Guy. In he comedy. was pretty fucking funny. Okay, um, three seconds. Is he a Free Guy? Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you're maybe you're right, Jaron. I don't. I don't. I think Marvel has a thing, and they're going to kind of stick to their thing, and that's fine. It, it works. Just I, I'm just. Well, I wouldn't put this on Marvel. I'm saying there's going to be. Uh, somebody that that creates reels and works with actual stunt choreographers and creates new stuff and then sells that to Marvel. I think Marvel is in a position where they could buy a better fight choreography with superpowers now. And I, I mean, think they could somebody totally will create it and sell it to That's it. That's probably why I was so disappointed in Shang-Chi is because like, you should have you know, you could have hired every single HK choreographer out there. Right, and that's and the point I'm getting to with Jaron is that <laughs> it, things like that exist. They, they, I don't think they care to do that. That's my point. They, yeah, I don't think they exist yet. I think they're an easy. I think we're at the cusp of it, is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, I disagree, but I also agree <laughs> I, that I, I disagree. I also well, agree, but... <laughs> though, Jaron, that there is going to be a leap forward pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, if you disagree, that's cool. Point me towards something that is a superpowered fight outside of a a triple a title that that i'm missing because i'd love to watch it and i'd love to see it just point me to one anything i mean they're out there but they 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 are (laughs) just one i mean they're out there it's just you say they're one just give me one let me let me can can i let me finish before you cut off um they're out there but again i don't think the people have the budget and the technology to make it look glossy and good but they have you have people doing fan films of dragon ball z that look fucking phonetic as shit and cool. 
but they don't have the budget to shape all the ends and clean up the stuff that a Marvel budget will have. Like you, you, you can scour the internet and YouTube and find that type of stuff. Like that's again not a hard that. thing to Just find. One thing, one thing. Just say it out loud. Okay, okay. Um, I think the shit that Coral Digital does. Yeah, yeah. Like they just did it. They just did a, a, a Star Wars uh, lightsaber duel. That was that was cool. That isn't something I haven't seen in a Marvel. That isn't something I've seen in Star Wars though. Exactly. I'm that pushes so there's the people still that's out there point. doing it. Yes, that's our point. Is that the people that are in the studios we're saying probably will not buy the people that are doing the things that we're talking about. That's awesome. That is the point we're saying. Like we agree that yeah, people will come and do awesome shit. We're saying, is Marvel going to go and say, I want that guy to start choreographing our fights, and I want right. that guy to start working on our rigs. And I'm saying, I, I don't think they have right. the need for it because no one's really complained about their fights in their movies. No one's I really... I, I feel like I'm the first one that's really ever talked about Marvel's fights being kind of boring now. I don't hear most people even talking about it. So they don't may not even see it they're just as there. a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're they not a problem. A problem is what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> they use different fight choreographers. I get that. I'm just saying, quarter digital. I watch them. I know them. I know that Star Wars thing. I, it's nothing I haven't seen in Star Wars. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying it already exists. I'm saying there's going to be who is doing something new. That's what I was looking for. Something that might not be in movies, but you've seen it, uh, uh, or or if they're in a low budget movie where they've done something interesting and new. I'm saying we're at the cusp of the big people having to go back to the drawing board and make something new. That's you know who's always doing something new. Jesus Christ, he's always in church mm-hmm. doing something. New. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Water and wine, baby. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Tell them, tell them. Anyway, tell them. anyway, right. we 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 will agree and disagree move. on that one. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, what is your rating on this one, Jaron? Oh, I I think you should see it in the theaters. Uh, so that puts us at three five, yeah, three five, three five, baby. Yeah. Uh, so Jason, much. what are you what are you rating this uh, movie? I. I thoroughly enjoy this movie, even with all its flaws. I give it a four. Oh, okay. Uh, I give it a three point two. I think it. Ha- I think it's it's good. It's it's just not fun. It's just there. It's good. You have you'll, you'll get popcorn and go. Oh, this was it was good. And then you leave. No, I disagree. No, <laughs> I think the fun part comes through with the manservant of Kingo. He, every scene <laughs> no, he's buddy. in. Is fucking great, even to the point where he's like, "Oh, I guess we're all gonna die." It was fun having hanging out with you guys. Yeah, I guess I'll see you never. Yeah, In- <laughs> endless supply of cameras that fella had. <laughs> yeah. a, that was that gag. I don't. I, it got me. It I got me. It. I was like, I like it. <laughs> oh, I did. I enjoyed, bring I his I cameras. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how many cameras? And then he's like, have? "I got another." Yeah. Yes. <laughs> good, good gag. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, jump into some random questions on here. Uh, let's play a quick game of this or that. We're going to put up other Marvel films versus the uh, the Eternals, and let's see which one you would choose. Well, we'll start off with you, Jason. Just go around in a circle. Uh, Guardians 2. Eternals. Jaren. Ooh, Guardians 2? Eternals, yeah. Uh, Ant-Man. Uh, Ant-Man. Paul Rudd. Yeah, Ant Man. Absolutely, okay. no question. Ant Man and Wa- in the Wasp. Eternals. Ooh. You can't beat Paul Rudd. Ant Man and the Wasp, baby. <laughs> okay. Uh, Captain Marvel. 
Eternals. Oh fuck! This is like the closest. Oh, uh, this is gonna be something sexist. I say this because uh, yeah, Larson has no ass. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. She's just. Oh <laughs> come on! Oh yeah, Eternals Correct. for not the same reasons. <laughs> um, Captain America: The First Avenger. Eternals. What? I had no fun with this. Fun with this. America. What the fuck? Uh, Can't kill Captain it. America should be more racist. <laughs> yeah. <that's>, uh, <laughs> He's well, from this... 1940s New York. He should be fucking in bombs yeah. and everything. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Uh, what did this Angelina Jolie performance make you want to watch any of her new movies coming up? Nope. Jason. No. Nope. <laughs> Jared. No. She has new movies coming up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good answer. All right. Then the last question of this is: Should Marvel let any more women direct their movies? Jason. How am I gonna say no to that? Yes, of course they should. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> Jared, no answer. No, just because Chloe fucking dropped the ball, and oh my I mean, god, dropped it hard. That does not mean that all women three point five movie. She dropped it so hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? Save that rating. The actors and the story, and the all right. That was oh, it. And then the nope, just that. Oscar winning director. Oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump right on to our next movie review. We're going to talk about The Harder They Fall, which is on Netflix. We'll go ahead and start with you, Jaren, to get the white person out the way. Go ahead. <laughs> let us know what you think Good. about this movie. Uh, I guess, let me, sorry, let me give people a synopsis in case people don't know. When an uh, outlaw discovers his enemy is being released from prison, he reunites his gang to seek revenge. Dun, dun, dun. All right, Jaren, this floor is yours. Oh, I love it. All right. Zazzy Beats, so hot. Um, can we please get uh, Jonathan Majors, uh, Oscar Isaac, and Ryan Reynolds in a goddamn movie together? Because that would break the world. I, they're all goddamn amazing. I think they play each- off each other exceptionally well. Uh, this movie, uh, I've only... All right, full disclosure. I got to where the band is back together, and that's literally it, Okay. Not because I'm not a fan of the movie because I don't have the time in my day, unfortunately. All right. So um, that being said, uh, what I saw saw was amazing. The subtle flex. (laughs) Did anybody else catch this? When Idris Elba is released from his cell in the train, anybody else catch the subtle flex of the screen as he inhaled and exhaled? It wasn't subtle at all. All right. (laughs) Very noticeable. Very, very fine. But very noticeable flex in the screen. I thought it was amazing. I thought that's that's fucking genius. Um, And I was excited to see Delroy Lindo. I haven't seen him being a lawman since fucking Gone in 60 Seconds. (laughs) And I loved it. He was great. (laughs) Um, No, everything about this so far... uh, the only thing that was weird was the marked lack of white folk around, except when they were in the train. I was like, this is the old West in America, right? Like, there's sitting white folk every fucking where. But everybody that was running a business, everybody was running a business. They were in in a black... Redwood's supposed to be a black town, so... That's fine, it's like, but... It's like Rosewood or, or yeah. uh, Tulsa or anything like that, where there were only black Remember... Remember, were, segregation was a thing then. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. They were, it was only like, they, they moved around. And I was like, all right, I like it. Like, Black folk killing it in the Old West everywhere. But 
it, yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, everything I saw so far, fucking phenomenal. Can't wait to finish it. <laughs> Moving on to the next you guys. Back to you All guys. All right. Well, before we get into uh, into my review, we're going to go ahead and uh, take a second to a free, do an ad break or whatever we're going to do I'm from there. Cool. Okay, yeah, let's break. jump right into this. Yeah, let's <laughs> jump right into this. Um, don't nobody fall because they all so damn cool. And if they did fall, they played that thing off like they knew what it was. Um, this is movie is what all black people want. And when I say this, I want to say this in the preference of all black people want movies that it don't matter if you black to be in this movie. Now it helps because the swag is on a hundred thousand, but this could have been nine thousand. They just could have been a bunch of all Latinos. This could have been a bunch of it could have been anybody because the script and the story doesn't need you to be black to work. The only times that I realized the script and story needed somebody black, which you could have eliminated, was the Ninkapoop line. Like, you know, and I ain't no Ninka Ninka Poop either. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. yeah. Everybody that said it <laughs> anything that yeah, you yeah. can't come on them, I'll That would need somebody to be black. But also the part with the, the bank robbery scene still could have been any color, but it helps because of the contrast that was set up from the filming of it. And it's all white town. And when I say all white town, guys, I all mean white all white <laughs> town. <laughs> so it's a great contrast of these people of melanin color going up in there handling any business. So that was pretty awesome. So when I say all black, we want this. Yes, we want this because it didn't predicate on us being black. It just helped a hell of a lot that it was a whole <laughs> bunch of black folks in it. Um, so <laughs> this story is the classic question of revenge. You know, kid, young guy, you wronged in his youth and seeks revenge, which in, in retrospect, I do like the way they placed it because they didn't make him angsty, broody, and et cetera. Because in this, like, up to this point, justice had been served for him to a degree. Like, the guy that did this act, he was behind bars. So the, the revenge thing doesn't start until that guy's released, and he's going to go handle business because the law basically let him go do his own thing. Going with that whole thread, my only my, my big critiques here, and I know it's going to hurt a lot of people's feelings, is Jonathan Majors, Nat Love, and Zaza Beats, Sage Coach Mary, they're, they're the weakest links to this movie, which in most movies they would probably they would probably tank the movie. Oh, who, who who's who's wor- who's worse than them? Let's get let's get let's call it a buck right now. Let's be hundred right now. Who was worse than them? Um, the oh. cowboy Donald Cowboy Cerrone. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yes, maybe yes. Once- <laughs> <laughs> yes, but of all the main characters, all the main characters are way more interesting than those two, and I like Jonathan Major's charisma. He was too smiley for me. Like, he was just smiling and cheesing through his whole thing. And he's supposed to be on a trail for revenge to avenge his family. And this Joker is, like, just cheesing it up. Like, he's just having a great old time with his ride. I'm not saying I need him to be broody or angsty. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that if we all were looking to go kill the man that had wronged us like that, the moments that he was having were just too, like, it was too relaxed and chill. Like, he wasn't really about that life and mission. Hell, Delroy... His his character, which is inspired by who the, the Lone Ranger is, blah blah, he was about that life. My boy, that's, that that's who that's how John the Major's character should have kind of been. He kind of should have been serious enough, but still communal enough to know why he's the leader of this group, but also serious enough because what they trying to get pull off is some real gangster shit. And he just was just had his teeth was all out, bro. And yeah. again, that that's that again. And then stagecoach Barry Zaza beats like. I'm about, to, I'm about to put her into that Michael B. Jordan category that y'all hate that I do. 
the jokers that are just cool looking and they got the look and they got the style, but they acting. Oh fuck off! She delivered. She, she delivered. The she, fuck wrong well, there is some it, controversy about her character and the fact that uh, Stagecoach Mary in in real, real life was a yeah was a dark skinned heavy set woman, and you got Zaza Beats playing her in the movie. Okay. She, I mean, I don't know about any of that. I'm just saying, she, when she was on screen, she was fucking. She she convinced she me that she was a jilted lover that was fucking done with this. I could have no. done without the love story. I mean, I could have done without it, and she was whacking it. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! We're not going. Look, if you want to see a good love story that was done correctly, look at my girl Trudy. Trudy was out here banging. We got to go. We about to get to that in a minute here. I could have done without Sage Coach Mary. I thought she wasn't good in it, and I was like, oh, but no, she's been good at other stuff, and I started thinking, like, oh, when she was Domino, I'm like, her performance wasn't like, I wasn't out here tripping out that she was great in Domino. In Atlanta, I'm never tripping out to be like she's great in Atlanta either. I mean, they're solid performances, but I'm not putting them up on no pedestal for acting. I I mean, (laughs) out of all the women in here, she was the worst actor one to me. I think even Cuffy was way better because what she had to do the bank scene was dope as hell. When she had to act uncomfortable out of nature. Like, I'm just saying, <laughs> out of all the women in here, she was the weakest one, Jaren. By far, you ain't even finished the movie, so we can't Why are you talking to me? Talk to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to the audience. <laughs> and you're shaking your head. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're shaking your head. He you can see you. Yeah, yeah. So the people are listening to the audio. <laughs> I'm letting them know that you're you're disgruntled, and I'm letting you know that you didn't finish the movie, so you can't even have this opinion. Let's go to the rest of the end of it. Get your let's fucking go ahead, out, bud. <laughs> let's go ahead and give a moment to stop, and let's just say straight up, Regina King is a force of nature. It's the reason why Watchmen wanted to make her a god. It's the reason why she's straight out of 227 with the press curl, giving us all the flavor and everything she touches right now, even to them damn commercials with cars. I don't even know what car she's promoting, but I believe it like <laughs> hell that I want to buy it because she is an acting force of nature. Right along what you said it to, Jaren, my man, Delroy Lindo. Between this and the Five Bloods, why is this man not getting every single award that could be imagined? Like, it, oh my God. he got to be like, he doesn't want to. Look, when you look at the three, let's say, experience real real experienced actors in here we talk about delroy we talk about regina king we talk about idris it is an acting clinic compared to the rest of them and i'm not doubting i'm not knocking the other ones because you put those three up against almost anybody i feel like you're gonna have a long day you might you better pack your lunch you have a long day it, it, it just it almost feels like the have and have nots it's not a negative thing it just every time those three were on the screen i was into it and i wanted more of it i wanted more 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 only times that the movie dragged for me was when Stagecoach and that love had to do their stuff together. And I was like, can't we get somebody up in here to help these two? <laughs> but that's my only real critique on it is that they could have done a little better with that. Um, and the last one, I think, and this, I think this was by directorial choice, which it kind of threw me off. I felt like, and I'm see what Jason and both of y'all think about this. I felt like a lot of the scenes in the setups and the areas and the towns in the movies, they almost felt like studio-ish to me. Like, it almost felt like if somebody was going to film this in a with a live studio cat audience, like, it all felt kind of proppy. Like, it didn't feel lived in. It didn't feel like a very lived in world. I felt like the characters lived in this world, and they were very expressive as in having, you could feel they had a past and had motivations and stuff. But I felt like the environment around them didn't feel lived in. I felt like somebody just rolled the set in, they act their scenes out, rolled the set out, rolled a new one in. Um, but that was just the vibe mm-hmm. I got. And that was probably, I don't know if that was by choice 
or if it was just because this is what the budget dictated and this is how they made it work. So um, that's what I got on it, but I still loved it. It's funny you say that. Uh, that initial sequence uh, where Idris, without showing most of his face, does his thing, uh, I was watching it and I'm like, this is an exceptionally well-lit old prairie house. Like, <laughs> there was a reason that they had to light it the way they did. Um, but it's funny because it stood out to me just as this is a scenario where this would be a very dark scenario uh, with with side lighting. Like, like, the light's coming through the windows, right? But when he sits down at the table and it's facing him, he's got his hat brimmed down or whatever, and his guns come out, uh, you can tell there's two giant diffuse lights look like like staring down as if they have two big uh, uh, openings in the in the roof. And, and there's a reason for that. And it's an artistic choice. And it also helps uh, with lighting or whatever. But it did make it seem different than a classic Western as a result. Uh, so it's funny that, that you brought that up because maybe that's, that lent to it. Mm. All right, Jason, let's, uh, uh I'm going to a hundred percent agree with you, uh, Jason on the fact that it looks like their sets because, uh, for me, and I think this is very, very much intentional. This movie is like a child playing with his favorite cowboy toys. Hmm. Because obviously these people are real, and but this is not what happened to them in their real lives, you know. <laughs> right. You know, right. Bill Pickett lived to be an old man. Jim uh, Bruce Willis would live to be a very old man, you know. <laughs> so they didn't get shot in the face in a in a shootout. They lived to be old dudes. So this is this is definitely I think is intentional because it's definitely because wow. of those old uh, westerns were on backlots and stuff like that, and he was very intentionally, you know, showing that like, oh yeah, these are just sets, but like these are colorful, fun sets. Man, fuck it. I love this goddamn movie. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was so much fun. This movie is so fucking high. I I was fucking all in for this movie. But there I you keep saying it this is posse or this one. Fuck it. I'm going with the heart of they fall. Because this has is it's, it's oozing with style. You can tell that I, I don't I don't mind that Jason May or Jonathan Major is cheesing through this because he's just having fun. You can tell everybody's yes. having fun. You know, like I'm having fun with him. Yeah, they're having fun with him. It's just such a cool fucking movie. The fucking dialogue is on point. It is just pitch perfect. Like it's how people when they get together would talk to one another. You know, they shooting the dozens and shit. You know, everything about this movie fucking worked. It had my favorite characters from the old west. You know, Bass Mm movies. I've been saying that he should be in more movies. They should have a movie about this dude's life. Because he, as you, he is the Lone Ranger, that's what they based the Lone Ranger off of. Like this dude mm-hmm. was a guy who went around by himself, bringing motherfuckers in as a black dude. You know, freed himself from slavery and all this other shit. You know, Bill Pickett is probably the most important cowboy, and mm-hmm. white people don't even know it because you, every fucking rodeo thing you see, yep. Bill Pickett made it. All right. Yep. And and you know, you go to the PBR or whatever, and everybody's white, and you see a black cowboy, you're like, well, cowboys can't be black. Cowboys were black. That's where we get the nope. term cowboy from because you would call him a boy because of racism. All right. If yep, you were yep, white, right. you would be a fucking ranch hand. Yep, right? yep, 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 Huh. I didn't know that. That's crazy. That- yes, yeah, that yeah. is crazy. 
<laughs> so like the fact that uh and i'm i'm sorry jaren i'm gonna have to put you on the spot here the fact that you were like oh there's not enough white people in this it's because in the old west there were tons of black folk <laughs> yeah right? tons, tons of black towns as well tons that, of black towns because when before they were made in the territories and shit before they were made in the states you could just go out there and be with your people and it was fine and the reason why these towns don't exist today is because white folk came in and destroyed them <laughs> you know this is like this is what happened right and this is what uh, part of the movie was that the fact that uh you know uh what's the dude's name the goo with the gold teeth i can't remember the fucking actor's name the comedian Dion cole Dion cole had sold yeah. the town away uh, underneath everybody's face and it was cool that uh rufus buck even though he was going about it a bad way was trying to yeah. save the town <laughs> from being so <laughs> he's like all right Y'all can give me the money to buy this town right now. And they're like, we don't got the money. <laughs> but this movie is so goddamn cool. Like, I always hate when people say, oh, what time would you like to live in that's not here? And they'd be like, they'd be like oh, I like living in the 20s and shit. I take it back. I would have, I would be a cowboy. <laughs> I would be a fucking cowboy. <laughs> yeah. The old um, the old west with without refrigeration or yeah, yeah no I, I, I definitely would still be here <laughs> but oh, I would especially definitely... you know the the 10 years uh, of reconstruction yeah I'm not saying it was great good. for black folks but it was pretty <laughs> better than most of the other times after and before like yeah right. uh my only critique even though regina king is the king she is the best her accent kind of mm. slipped in and slipped out <laughs> it did it did it did <laughs> it was like are you trying and like i couldn't really peg what she was trying to go for was she trying to go for louisiana or she trying to go for like Jamaican or West Indy, uh, mm. and sometimes it sounded more Jamaican, and sometimes it sounded more Louisianan. But I don't give a shit. She could be, you know, talking in tongues, and I'm still fucking there for her. Love like uh, everything about this movie is just like was designed to make me happy, and that's why <laughs> I loved it. Like I liked it, like when from the for the opening scene where. Uh, Idris Elba's character, Rufus Buck, pulls out the gold pistols and mm-hmm. sits them on the table. I'm like, oh, I'm going to love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then when the fucking train scene, ah, oh, so much witty banter in that, you know, you could have said mm-hmm. Nikon Poop. Like, any inward come out their mouth for getting shot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, our dude from Get Out was, yeah, he... Oh, my God, Lakeith Nelson Stanfield yeah. is so fucking great. Um, his his uh, cool calm demeanor in a scenario like that was was pissed. yeah he, yeah that was phenomenal I loved it yeah. uh, I kind of you know I'm going to go into spoiler territory here okay well we're going into spoilers <laughs> in five four three two one let's do it man I, my heart was was sad when when uh, Jim Bressworth was was shot by him. By, mm-hmm. by I Cherokee seen Bill. I'm yeah, that's why I said I'm staring. Oh, I'm going off. to spoil it. All right. uh, <laughs> but it, you could <laughs> that kid was so cocky that it was like he had to die. Like there was no <laughs> there was no way around that he was he was going to win that gunfight. But the best thing was when Cuffy was like, "Let's see," because she was because it was set up like she was like, "All that face is just going to get you killed." You know, mm-hmm. you just shoot the man, and that's what she did. She pulled it out and she just shot him, and it was ah. Uh, that was a good uh, build up to that, uh, even though I killed my boy Bill Pickett too. 
but but even when she goes, uh, we'll say Bellwood was fa- was faster or quicker, whatever. Like to confirm that he probably would have won the duel if he wasn't bullshitting. Yeah, if he wasn't her. bullshitting. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she like, why they gotta count so slow? Oh, yeah, God, yeah, yeah. Man, it killed me. It killed me. Why are you <laughs> counting, man? Just shoot him. <laughs> but yeah, like everything. As as I said, it was like uh, the director uh, James. I want to say James Samuel is the guy's name. He's a British guy. I don't know why they always they only can find black British directors. But it was like he took characters that he grew up with that he loved in and he was like, you know what? Let's throw them in a story. Let's just have fun. You know, he's a man playing with toys. Like you were playing with your G.I. Joe's in your backyard. You know, Duke didn't live, but you know, just because it's not canon that Duke doesn't live, you know, in your backyard no. playground, no. you know, Duke got shot and now the the lead of of the G.I. Joe's is roadblock, you know? <laughs> so like this is <laughs> This is that movie. This is that movie where this guy is just having fun with his toys. And I was there for it. All right. All right. Uh, quick question. Do you think it's going to be a part two? Because we saw how it ended. See, this, and this is what makes me so sad that some of these characters died. Because I would definitely love a part two. Well, they just bring in new but, people. Yeah, they can, they're going to have to bring in new people. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I want the, those characters back, too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if the second one does good, the way Hollywood works is then we'll get well, a prequel. When I opened up my Netflix, number one was The Heart of They Fall. So yeah, it was good. Really, number two on mine. Oh well, Netflix yeah. is also racist. <laughs> Hella racist. Facts. Facts. What was that? What was that thing you texted the other day? You were like, Shit. Netflix found out I was black. Because <laughs> you know, because because they will change. I show the... that to everybody. That was hilarious. <laughs> They will change the posters for the movies depending uh-huh. on if they if it thinks you're black or not. So you will get black characters on the posters, even uh-huh. if they're not really a big thing in the movie, just because they think you will click on it because you're black. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it gets I, me I every time. Make, but they... I, I was going to make a joke about them putting a black person on Lupin, but... Um... Yeah, he's okay. black. <laughs> Lupin's black. Which is a great show, by the way. I love that show. Phenomenal show. Season two was good. <laughs> uh, Season two was really good. All right, let's go on and jump into it. Jaren, what is your rating for The Heart of They Fall? 30 minutes. Hey, listen, we, I just got to the gang getting back together, and that being said, 3.7. Everything's great. I love it. I love it. I love it. I want to watch the more of it. And if it continues, even if it doesn't get better than where it's at, like I said, that that like you were saying that the uh, conversation between uh, uh, the two dudes, the one guy that wants to be the quickest draw, and is and the other guy like the the sniper or whatever when they're taking out the, the crimson bandits, like yeah. like that that dialogue is great. I fucking I'm I'm here for Jonathan Majors. Like I want him to win. I want him to win. Uh, and uh, you know, despite your critiques of Zazi, fucking gorgeous lover excited to see her and just about anything she does so yeah no three 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 point what did i say seven three point seven let's go you notice he didn't say anything about her acting go ahead jason what is your rating for uh fuck jaren's 3.7 i feel like that's a disrespect i'm going to go and because i fucking love this movie i don't care this could have been 45 minutes of of jonathan major's shitting in an outhouse and i would still probably love it five out of five Wow, he threw down the gauntlet. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm give it a strong four, man. I'm gonna give it a strong four. I, I liked it a lot. I enjoyed it a lot. It, it isn't a perfect movie, but it's perfect for me. So, but if I had to be just regular 
reviewer, I'm gonna give it a four, man. I really, really liked it though. I can't shit on it that much. That that's always a good thing for me. Uh <laughs> let's go into I like it. All right. When hey. Jason doesn't shit listen, on the movie, listen, it's practically listen. a five out of five, everybody. That's probably yeah. true. That's probably true. Yeah. All right, let's go hey, into wait, some wait, questions. Wait, before, we go over, before we go into the other thing, Jason, sorry, one four one four five. Uh are we gonna do Aquaman or we're already at we're damn near closing on two hours? Do we just want to go to Nerd Knockout and come back to Aquaman later? Or? I haven't watched no, it, so I don't have anything to offer. We got plenty of time. Fuck it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're rolling, man. What you gotta do tonight? Uh, uh man. <laughs> Dude, me and Jason put two and a half hours by ourselves, man. <laughs> All right. Well, I got nothing for Aquaman, so I'm, I'm gonna give it to you. I haven't had the time this week. I'm sorry. Next week okay. we'll be good. You're, you're all right. Week. Also, Aquaman. You're, you're off. You're, you're off. You're off next week. Um. <laughs> so, questions for this movie. All right. There was a white town in here that was the whitest of white towns of all the whiteness of whitedom of all whiteness of whiteness of all whiteness of whiteness ever. Um. What is the whitest thing <laughs> that you do or enjoy, Jaron? <laughs> Being alive. All this. <laughs> oh. What Drinking butt light and uh, watching football. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, um getting uh, away with speeding tickets. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say getting a warning on my traffic violation. No, um <laughs> Jesus. Mayonnaise, I don't know. What the fuck does that question even mean? Like okay, there you go. Mayonnaise it is. Jason, <laughs> the whitest thing that you that you do this right enjoy. here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, black people do podcasts now. <laughs> uh Let's just go. Um, uh, I listen to metal music. That's probably the whitest thing I do. Oh, that's yeah, that's whitest. Yeah. Even though rock and roll was invented by black people, so therefore it was a natural de- progression. But I'm not gonna get into that with anybody. Y'all can go. Fuck you should <laughs> uh, add us in the comments about whether or not you think rock uh, rock and roll was or was it metal? No, 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 no. Firstly, rock and roll was invented by black people. Okay. In the comments, tell us about it. Metal is a is a offshoot of rock and roll, so therefore metal is meant by so Jason. Jason. <laughs> so therefore, the blackest thing I could do. All music were made by black people. Understood. All right, add us in the comments. <laughs> Jason can't hear you. Oh yeah, yeah, you're out, buddy. Say something. Your your microphone is muted. Jason, say something. Maybe he can't hear us. I don't think. All right. Well, let's uh, do some witty banter there, Jaron. Um, yeah. So, uh, um, Jason boy, witty banter, bantering. Nope. Still can't hear you. Oh, uh, no, no. He's, he's no, nobody. Witty banter, <laughs> banter, witty, witty, witty banter. So, so uh, Zazie beats that level. So let's go back to, uh, uh, Zazi beats here. Sure, you know, yes, please. Let's let's always go back to Zazi beats. <laughs> Come on, because um, I, I do enjoy her acting, but I do uh, too. But I also think that her it's like her and Zendaya are like the only two mid twenties black actresses that get any parts, oh, and it's dude. mostly Zendaya, but yeah. it's mostly but it's like and. My, a friend of mine said, you know, Kiki Palmer is an excellent actress. Why doesn't she get any parts? All right, and, yeah. Because she's know, dark she's Yeah, because she's dark <laughs> That's basically it. But, yeah. <laughs> just like, but at least, <laughs> obviously. 
I mean, at least I can confirm Zadea can, can act. I can give her that. Zazi, she got to give me more now. I can't, <laughs> I can't roll. I can't roll no more. Um, but I'm just saying. Welcome back, by the way, Jason. Yeah, we welcome back, Jason. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, we need more people, uh, women of color, to to be represent all the spectrums. Yeah. Yeah, and also uh, Hispanic men as well. Also, because... that aren't just creepy anti vaxxers like my girl from uh, uh, Black Panther, face? who I was really <laughs> excited. Like, I was like, yes, lead us into the next Marvel. Like, like the Letitia next right, that's the one. Yeah, Letitia and then she's Letitia like, oh, I'm super anti vax which is moron, uh, so. common amongst black people as well. <laughs> yes, yeah. probably as also, common I- as. I will admit, I love the fact that I don't edit the movie reviews anymore. Have fun with that, Jaren. Um, <laughs> so, no, no. I made. What the questions you got, Jason? I made a mark. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, so, so glad because I would have just been like, "Fuck it, next movie, fuck Jason's mic." Uh, so, but anyway, Eve uh, just Alba's Rufus Buck or Denzel Washington's Alonzo. Who was the better villain? King Kong ain't got nothing I, on me. But you going Zuck? Oh, you going Buck? Okay, I thought you going Zuck there. Bruce Buck. Won, right. I mean, Alonzo won an Oscar, but that's because of racism. <laughs> Facts. So Rufus Facts. Buck. Rufus Buck. was always so fucking cool. Idris Elba is amazing. He's one of my favorite actors today. Fuck. But... <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go Idris, but honestly, that man, I'm torn. <laughs> like Natalie okay. and Maria. Uh, well, I was going to ask about that was the whitest thing that he ever but, did. That was the whitest but, thing he um, ever did. Jason already admitted that he he's choosing harder they fall over posse, and Jerry doesn't finish the harder they fall. Oh, so yeah, I don't even think Jerry even knows what posse is. I doubt he does as well. That's why he was like 100 percent harder they fall. In fact, <laughs> yep. he said it that quickly. Let's me know he's probably never seen it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we'll go with Mar- that. Mario Van Peebles, man. Mario Van Peebles. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. No fucking clue. <laughs> Mario. Hey, I'm not. Mario 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 for hey, listen, I'm not going to lie to you two, and I'm definitely not going to lie to the audience. No, no is, I, the fuck you want about? Posse. Son of Melbourne fan <laughs> peoples. I'll look it up later. I'll look it up later. <laughs> Do your googles. Got it. Got it. Got it. Let's shift gears into our last. Review of the day, we have Aquaman, King of Atlantis, which is on HBO Max. It's a cartoon. And um, I'll just jump right into this and just kind of throw this up here because Jaren said he didn't see it, so we can make this really quick. Um, Aquaman has always been a joke, but now he's probably in on the joke on this series. Mm. Finally, they make a series for the the lameness that is Aquaman in the public's eye, in the public's eye, because they tried to do the reverse with Aquaman. Remember? They were like, oh, yeah, the comics, we're going to redefine them in the New 52, make them look more sculpted. Then Bruce Tim and uh, Paul Dini tried to give him a hook for a hand and make him tough and intimidating. The DC uh, animated universe made him dope as hell, made him go toe-to-toe with Superman and all his superpowers. And none of this all worked. And even the DC uh, movie franchise was like, hey, we're going to cast Jason Momoa. They tried everything to make him cool, and everybody's still like, yeah, but it's still Aquaman. So this cartoon is like the assumption of like, yeah, it's still Aquaman. Look how goofy this is. Down to the the uh, the animation, down to the just the jokes. The jokes are just outlandish kitty humor to the point that I'm watching this and I'm like, okay. I bring my daughter down and they she loves it. She's watching and enjoying it. I'm like, oh, 
this is who this is probably for because I was just here for the ride. And it was just like, I get it, Aquaman. Yeah. He's kind of he's supposed to be buff and kind of dense. I get it. Uh, I get it. Ocean masses trying to steal the throne. I get it. Mar- All thing I did like was that Mara always wanted to fight and punch people. I thought that was a dope, like reinterpretation of a character that was funny and made a lot, a lot of good laughs. Um, yes, this is a, this is people. I think DC finally giving in to just being like, dude, we, we we tried. Yeah, we tried. We can't make this dude cool no matter what we do. So let's just have fun. And that it was, it, 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 and it's questionable depending on your humor, how much fun this was for you. I thought it was cool. Probably was something I will never, ever want to watch again. But I can say I did see it and be like, oh, yeah, that joke. That joke was pretty funny. It's kind of one of those moments for me. Uh, Jason, what are your thoughts on Aquaman, King of Atlantis? Yeah, this is like, as you said, this is, tell me you haven't read about Aquaman in the last 20 years. <laughs> and they make a show about it. This is just basically like Aquaman's an idiot and everything about him's dumb. And this is the show for it. Yeah, this is definitely primarily made for little kids. I did not laugh out loud once. I do like that it's very vibrant and bright, but the jokes were just the bottom of the barrel for me. Um, there was this gag where he couldn't sit in a seat correctly in the beginning. Yeah, and it went like, on like for like, what, three yeah, episodes? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like that's not, and then the, it's so dumb. And then they make fun of him in the next episode for actually trying to sit in it, and it's like I don't get this. Um, for me, this is kind of the cartoon that you would see in a movie that is spoofing cartoons. It's like a lot of like shapes and things happening and like loud noises and shit, and it's not like anything like actually of any substance is actually happening. Um, yeah. but there was one one joke that I did find pretty uh. I thought the concept was amusing, even though it did not make me laugh, which is when Aquaman was eating grilled fish and then he <laughs> was realizing how much he missed things being grilled because under the water, everything's just boiled. <laughs> and I thought that was a pretty cool concept. But other than that, nothing made me laugh whatsoever. Mm. <laughs> it was, and I, it's, it's just basically because it's not for me. It's for kids. It's literally for kids. It's like the first couple of seasons of Teen Titans Go where they didn't have like the clever sort of like callbacks yet where they were just making dumb jokes. So like, hopefully maybe they'll be like team Titans to go and get more like, you know, clever references that, you know, adults will understand and like, mm-hmm. but right now it's three hours of like, I'm like, what kid's going to sit through an hour worth of this? Like I, I like when I was seven, I would have been gone by now. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just three hours of, of kid stuff. And, and not saying that three hours of good stuff is bad. It's just not for me. I, I agree. What is uh, your rating on it? Um, the animation, the, the character designs, if you like that, I, it's like an adventure timing-ish thing. You mm-hmm. might enjoy get some enjoyment out of it. Uh, so I'll give it like a 2.5. Oh, I was right there with you, 2.5. It was fun, <laughs> but nothing anyone should rush to see. It's just, yeah. it's there. Uh <laughs> What's that idea that Aquaman's always like, I'm just going to stand here until water is introduced to the story. <laughs> until water. Until they bring oh. some water around. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. oh. right. and and Missouri sucks for him. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, questions on here. Uh, would you take this Aquaman show or the MODOK show? Which one would you rather watch? My, mind you guys, Jason hated the MODOK show. That's why I'm asking. Neither. I... <laughs> <laughs> 
That's not an option, Jason. You got to choose one. I guess the Modoc joke is at least it's trying to make adult jokes for adults, uh, I guess. I guess. Okay. But they're not fighting. And then <laughs> I have uh, who would win in a fight, Aquaman or Count Drago? Count Drago. No, Aquaman had superpowers. <laughs> He's going to okay. win. <laughs> Jaron, who, who would you take in a fight? I feel like you could jump in on this one. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, yeah, Aquaman. Honestly, let's be real. It depends on the writer. They can make well, anybody. All of it depends on the writer, Jerry. Yeah, God yeah. They, they, but but uh, but yeah, Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we thought your DC hate would just make you choose the other all the way. No. So we know you. No. So your DC hate does have a limit. Your Star Wars hate does not, though. That's what <laughs> we realize now. Listen, it's not hatred. It's just. Pure judgment based on the material that's presented in front of me. If it's trash, I'll call it trash. It is what it is. And it isn't what it isn't. <laughs> it isn't what it isn't. That's right. All right. And let's jump into one of our final segments of today. We're going to do another version of Nerd Knockout, which you probably haven't seen in the initial versions unless you listen to the audio because I did not clip those up and put it out there. So today we're going to go with uh, two. Heavyweight, well, I can say heavyweight. Let's go welterweight nerd <laughs> uh, figures here. Average weight. Um, <laughs> in one corner, we have Amy Adams. And in the other corner, we have Mary Elizabeth uh, Winstead. All right. So Amy Adams' resume for her nerddom to be reviewed is she does have Psycho Beach Party 2000. Oh, hidden yeah. gem for her that people forget about. She has the Night of the Museum movies, uh, Talladega Nights. She has her run in the DC uh, EU with Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Justice League, where she played Lois Lane. She has Enchanted. Also, people forget she wasn't Catch Me If You Can. The first one. American. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, American Hustle. Arrival. There was and a then second recent... Catch Me If You Can. No. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, and then the the recent the woman in the window that was I think believe on Netflix I believe yeah that, mm. no yeah yeah because it was terrible. Yeah. Also yeah. to add to her cred, she did have cameos on Buffy, Charmed, and The Office. Ooh, so yep, yep. yeah, all Standard right, white woman for all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Elizabeth once said she has the ring too. What ring one of my all time. One of my all-time favorites that nobody talks about that I feel like everybody's talked about and I didn't know it, Sky High. Sky High. Was uh, oh, wow. He's a bad guy in Sky High. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. But no, I feel like nobody talked about it, and then I realized that everybody talks about it, and I was just – I didn't hang around people that talked about it. That's what it was. <laughs> uh, Final Destination 3, Black Christmas, Death Proof. Oh, here it, you, you had the thumbs down to Batman and Superman. I'm like, get ready to give you a double thumbs down for Live Free or Die Hard. <laughs> Also, a good, day, <laughs> a good day to die hard. Yes, she was in there as uh, old boy's uh, his um, McLean's daughter. Uh, yes, Scott yes. Pilgrim versus the world. Yes, the uh, reboot resurface of the thing. However, you want to look at that one. Yep. yep uh, or prequel. I did that I think one it's dirty. Also a prequel. I think that yes. movie so dirty. Um, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, as Mrs. Lincoln. Fucking. Sin Cloverfield Lane. Yep. Gemini Man, Birds of Prey. Then recently she was in the movie Kate. And then she has cameos on Fargo, 
and The Returned, which I don't think people fuck, remember The Returned. That fuck TV you show. on cameos in Fargo. She was a big part of that season. <laughs> I mean, she wasn't a main list. That's why when I go cameos. Bullshit, she was. Okay, all right. All right, Jaren, we could. Does it change Start with she's a part of Fargo? Sorry. She was part of Thank Fargo, you. guys, ladies Thank and gentlemen. You. All right, for her like yeah. four episodes. All right, let's go. Ahead. Ooh, <laughs> oh, shame on me. All right, guys. <laughs> um, we're gonna do this kind of systematic. I'll kind of will be the judge here, and we'll go around this one. Jason, your initial thoughts on Amy Adams? Just credits. What are your thoughts? Actress, I think she break? is a wonderful actress. I think she has. She is very very strong in the art of acting. That's my opinion. <laughs> okay. Oh, I forgot to put uh, what was it? Big eyes. I forgot to put big eyes in that list, which I don't think anybody in this um, maybe even I, saw. But whatever. I think she also picks roles or is cast in roles where um a paper bag could be in that role. <laughs> <All And right. laughs> that's um, what I think. Karen, of Karen, your thoughts? Your thoughts on AB Adams? Trash. Okay. <laughs> Jesus All right, <laughs> Jaren, then it goes trash. We'll go around and go. Your thoughts on Mary Elizabeth Winstead? National treasure. <laughs> okay, like uh, like like seriously. All right, I'm I'm joking around. Uh, Amy Adams. Uh, I I actually want to piggyback on that on what Jason said. Yeah, no. Uh, everything she's ever done, is, there's very little flex. Like as an actress, she hasn't like had to dig. Or anything like that. It just, it just, she just, she's there. Winslet has, uh, man, I don't know. Like, Winstead. a, she's in things that I, yeah, yeah, she's in things that I like a lot more, which probably factors into it. But when she shows up, she's like among the best parts of those things. So, so yeah, I mean that that's ultimately it. Um, man, I, Amy Adams. Just she's she's literally like when you when you rent an apartment or you buy a house, it's the paint color that's already on the wall. You you can, you you, you want to change it, but maybe you're just too lazy to, and it's fine. you it's you fine. just you adapt to it. That's her. Wow, I've never Damn. seen so much. That's probably the worst Amy insult Adams. you could give a person. Yes. Yeah, yes, she's, uh, she's off white eggshell bullshit. <laughs> I, I thought she was great in Enchanted. I thought she was really well, good I, in, I don't in watch the Arrival. Disney movies about princesses. Oh, she was excellent in the Arrival, man. That was a great. Movie. Yeah, this was really we, great we, in the Arrival. It, you vape. Um, <laughs> Talladega Nights. I thought she was awesome in that too. Because hell, I didn't realize she was. She, it was that was Amy Adams before she was really really popular. Big, yeah, and yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that was her until like like years later when it was like, oh, Amy Adams. Amy Adams is this movie. <laughs> Like, because okay. she was good. Like, she wasn't a name, but she was good in as the, the assistant and all that. But anyway, yeah. uh, I think that's almost blasphemous, but okay. You know, we're all talking. So, National Treasure, you said. Mary Elizabeth said, once said. Uh, any more you want to elaborate on that? It's just, she's great in everything, and she adds to everything she's in. And I wouldn't say she's great in everything, but everything that I've seen her in, she's been, she's killed it. I mean, you want to talk about Kate, great leading actress. You want to talk about Scott Pilgrim. Uh, I mean, she was the straight person. She was the thing that everybody else bounced. Was off. she? So, so, <laughs> no, there, there. Yeah, that's not what I meant. But yeah, evil uh, exes. Not there, I like, yeah, 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 yeah. 
I'm by furious. <laughs> <laughs> but she was she was the the window through which we saw this 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 wacky world that we were introduced to. Um uh and Lane really showed me the scope and spectrum of her acting ability. Ten Cloverfield Lane is where I kind of got on the bandwagon with her. And I was like, okay, yes. I see what you're capable of and I want more of it. And so when Kate came out, I kind of ran to it and I was like, yes, show me that. And she didn't disappoint. So Amy Adams disappoints on the regular for me. She has not. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Jason. So I definitely think Amy Adams is a much better actor than Mary uh, Winstead. Hear me out, Jaren. I'm listening. But Mary Winstead, she takes better parts that challenge her more. I like her movies more than I like Amy Adams' movies, basically. So why is it? All right, so then where is your I just think as in the craft itself, I would okay. say Amy Adams is a so better So give us an example. Craft. Give us an example. Like um, American Hustle. She fucking knocked yeah. it out of the park in that. Fucking, that's what I said yeah. when you said she was terrible. I'm like, right, that's why I was uh, Arrivals. That basically was her movie more. was Arrivals. Yeah. She hung, they hung everything on her and her ability to act. All right. She is a phenomenal American Hustle. I I'm I'm gonna disagree respectfully with a rival, but okay. well, you can disagree with these nuts because you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> she is a phenomenal actor. I, she and I'm not saying that Mary Kate Winslet is not a phenomenal actor. I just right. think she's just like a, a slice of butt. just a slice. A slice. Okay, fair. But in my opinion, Mary Kate makes the better movies, the movies that I enjoy more. You know, you talk about Tim Coverfield Lane, Scott Pilgrim, fucking Sky High, she's in that shit. Um, mm -hmm. Even Birds of Prey or and, and and Kate, like all those movies are movies that appeal to me more. Yep. Um, and she keeps making those kinds of movies, and that's great. And and what and then those movies, huh? What is the segment called? It's called that you're a piece of shit, Jaren. Ner nerd knockout. Know. All right. So not, <laughs> not artsy film bullshit knockout. All right. Cool. cool, cool. Nerd well, knockout, that's so. that's why I picked their catalog of things in our genre. I didn't pick. <laughs> I didn't pick all the great stuff that Amy Adams has done. Sure. Because yeah. then you know we, it's that we don't we like you said we're not watching those and we're not reviewing those type of movies. So right, right. yeah. Well, it's reason why I like either Big way. You brought that's a, a good movie for her, but yeah. 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 Either way, it, it, I would have to go just for Scott Pilgrim as being Ramona alone would probably be because she's the manic pixie dream girl that every fucking nerd like me has inspired to want to like. Where's Mary. my Ramona? Yeah. Even though but Scott you, Pilgrim, I'm I probably you don't want Ramona. More, <laughs> yeah, you don't want Ramona, yeah. but I'm probably more I'm like sure Scott Pilgrim than I want to admit anyway. <laughs> yeah, you probably should have been with Knives when she was of age. She yeah, when she graduates alone. high school. When she's well, that's not what happens in the original comic books is that he ends up with knives and remains yeah. yeah. moved. But yeah, ciao. And that didn't that didn't uh test well with audiences. So yeah, um so we I agree. Ultimately, after all this is said, we agree. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. Like I just it. don't agree with your points. I I I, I think <laughs> I'm my rolling points more. <laughs> I'm more rolling with Jason again. I think Amy Adams is the better actress or actor. Um, but I do think Mary Elizabeth Winstead looks for the roles that are kind of in our genre. Like, I don't know by happenstance or just for the fact that that's what she enjoys playing because there is more variation in the, the quirk she can play. Like if you watch her character in death proof, it is nothing like 
Ramona and Scott Pilgrim. It is completely two different human beings in existence yeah. from everything from the peppy cheerleader type that she was in Death Proof to Scott Pilgrim, the angsty Ramona, matter of fact, like cool as a cucumber chick. So I agree there, but I do think whew, if I had to decide on this one, I probably am going to roll if my movie needs more gravitas, I'm going Amy Adams. If my movie oh, sure. is a B movie that I'm just getting because we're just going to have some fun, I'm probably going Mary Elizabeth Winstead. But since I like I, and when I say this, I'm not saying this is a slight to her, but because I like more intelligent versions of the genre, I'm probably going to go Amy Adams because she has more to deliver in that area compared to Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Mm. So we win. Okay. Her cool. role as Huntress was totally flat. Let's go with go that. Facts. Out. Facts. Man. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so questions and thoughts on this one are one, if you had, uh, if you had to choose between the two, for these genres, who would you choose? Uh, a sci-fi movie, Jaren. Marilyn with one set. Okay, Jason. Kiki Palmer. Okay, perfect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> horror movie. Who would you choose, Jaren? Marilyn with one set. All right, Jason. Kiki Palmer. <laughs> perfect. Uh, fantasy movie. Fantasy movie. Uh, Jaren. Uh, like we talking making her a high elf. Amy Adams. Otherwise, Mary Elizabeth. What's that? Jason. <laughs> I was gonna say Kiki Palmer again. I was gonna say okay, Kiki good. Palmer. Uh, <laughs> comedy. <laughs> You're gonna do a comedy, Jaron. Oh, Mary Elizabeth. What's that? All day. Jason. Got the timing down. Amy Adams. All right. Uh, <laughs> Fuck Kiki Palmer the- for comedies. <laughs> <laughs> Between the two, and I feel like I already know the answer to this one. Who do you think has the best geek or nerd character or role between the two of them? Oh, that's easy. Yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, by far. Hey, okay. Win. <laughs> okay, for remote. All right. Which one would you would be the best to be a future Star Trek captain? Ooh. Ooh. That's Amy Adams. That's a different story. Yeah. Uh, honestly, Amy Adams, you don't have to be remotely attractive physically to be a starfleet captain the fuck does that have to do with anything uh it does it, ha- it has something Fucking to do kate with mulgrove it. is a very handsome woman uh, <laughs> use handsome describer makes my point for me thank you and good night <laughs> all right all right all right all right last question <laughs> if you had a dream role that you wish that either one of them could be in i mean that you could choose either one you can age them up or age them down, mm. um, what would be the dream role for each one of them? And I will kind of give one an example. My dream role for Amy Adams is if she was younger, I wouldn't mind her taking on a Jean Grey role if she was younger. Mm. Uh, for Mary Elizabeth Winstead, if I had my way, um, <laughs> I actually would, yeah, I mean, I that did come off. Yeah, yeah, anyway, because we're talking about women. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, if I had my way. Just, Debbie does yeah. Dallas, right? Yes. <laughs> Very different questions. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um <laughs> sorry. All right. Um <laughs> all right, let's get back focused on <laughs> the task mm. at hand, right? Yeah. I'm here. I'm here. I don't know where you're at. Okay. Well, yeah, right. I'm trying to I'm, <laughs> I'm getting there. All right. Uh <clears throat> Yes. 
if I was going to do Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I would not mind her being cast as like the next heroine to take over the Ripley role in the Aliens franchise if they actually did it right. Mm. Those are two my big two dream castings if I could have for both those characters, uh, both those women. What All about right. for you, Jason? What are your thoughts? I would say Amy Adams. I would say she could probably do a pretty good Poison Ivy. I'm thinking. Ooh. Okay. And I was um uh, when you were saying if anything, I was thinking like Mary Kate could be in some sort of sci-fi movie, um, something with space travel. I wouldn't say maybe not. I could see her in Aliens, yeah, but something something space worthy would be where Mary Kate would be would go for me. Okay. All right, Jared. Uh, if we we kept Mary Kate exactly where she's at, I'd put her in uh in a a Jedi role that didn't involve. Skywalker's namesake anywhere near it. Uh, hmm. And Amy Adams, I'd probably also keep her at the same age and make her the uh, library ghost in the first Ghostbusters. And uh, she could, uh, you know, just use her own face. <laughs> You're a piece of shit, Jared. <laughs> so, for this edition of Nerd Knockout, I think we are all under for voting that... Um... <laughs> Mary Elizabeth Winstead wins this nerd knockout. Just if you guys think differently, <laughs> if you guys think differently, please leave your comments below. Uh, let us know how how off we are if Jaron is speaking the truth. Actually, I actually want to know: Do you find truth. Amy Adams attractive? That's what I want to know. Put that below. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to know. Does I, it even matter? <laughs> give her. Give us the. Yes it no. doesn't matter. <laughs> and if it's involved with that question, is Amy Adams attractive? The yes or no, just put two exclamation points behind it so that we know you don't have to say anything else. Just yes or no with two exclamation points specifically, and that'll let us know what your thoughts are. <laughs> yes, but what, what, what he said there. Uh <laughs> mostly no's. We get that it's gonna be a lot of no's, but it's okay. All right, we're gonna finish <sighs> off this week's segment with last but not least, we're gonna read some comments. Comments, yes, comments, we have some comments here. So how many of you are racist? Let's go. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Let's pull up some comments. So, comment number one we have from Kill Dig Horror Movie Archive. Hold on. This is the first time we're doing this. Are you going to forward these to me so that I can put them up on screen or no? I, I, I handle these. Don't worry about it. We, you know, we can talk about okay. these things like after the show, Jaron, you know, where we're not recording. So, you could, we don't have to edit this. That's um, fine. You're the producer. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right yes, now. After the show. While we're live, let's have a conversation. Oh, also, also, Jared, we've already done two of these that have already been up on the site <laughs> already. Just so you know, um, thank you for th thank you for helping with our show, Jared. Um, <laughs> Kill Dig Horror Movie Archive. Yes, yep. <laughs> kills are very stupid. Uh, kills are very stupid film and a huge waste of time. I also I also give it a two. It was the worst Halloween film ever. Yes, uh, that's he feels uh, about Halloween about Kills. Justice League. No. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Justice League it is the the Snyder cut. Uh yes, Halloween Kills. I don't think I don't think it's the worst one. I mean, we still do have Halloween, Halloween Resurrection three. at 6. Yeah. What what about 3? Didn't people hate 3? Uh, I like Season, reason, of Season of Witch has aged a lot better than people The only reason people hate 3 is because it didn't have Michael Myers in it. It didn't have Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Halloween Witch is still pretty like it's to me it was scary. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Huh? <laughs> Again, Halloween uh, Resurrection still exists. That's the worst Halloween movie of all time. Oh. Buster yeah. Rhymes does conquer. Yep, 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 yep. Buster, yes, yes, 
And he lives, which is a plus for black hey. people. That's, what? He originally that died. That is our Rosa Parks, <laughs> Rosa Parks moment in movies is Buster Rhymes living. And also uh, LL Cool J living in Deep Blue Sea. Nice. Once again, and, and Buster was originally going to die and it didn't screen well. And that's why they let him live. That's why they let him live. All right. All right. Next comment we have from Ray Marie. I agree. It's not just a horror movie. It's Halloween. Of course, I expect it to be good, especially in 2021. I can't believe they thought this was a good idea. So, yes, <laughs> he uh, basically saying that uh, this movie should have never been made. It was. It should have been aborted. I am so glad that a lot of you people agree with me. Just because it's a horror movie doesn't mean it, it, it could get a pass for being bad. It could be a good movie and be scary, too, and still be a horror movie, guys. Right, it's not, or it can I be, mean, it's hard, it be a but bad it's, movie or a B movie and still be good, but and still be good. Not that, yeah. This is not that. Okay, um, <laughs> we have another comment from Dan Smart, and he goes, "I think the part of the it's an angel thing is part is part to them all having drank the blood. It was already affecting their minds. So this is off of Midnight Mass. He thinks that them drinking the vampire slash angel's blood." was playing with their minds. That's why they were willing more to accept this uh, angel when he was drinking blood. I understand uh, Monsignor in the cave thinking he's an angel. Yeah. Uh, when I walk in that church and he's standing there, I go, that's a motherfucking vampire. I'm getting my ass out of here. <laughs> yeah, also, that's a motherfucking vampire right there. I don't care what y'all say. Well, y'all can say that's an angel too. That's a motherfucking vampire. I'm getting my fucking ass out of here. I'm the only black guy on this motherfucking island anyway, so <laughs> I don't know why I'm here in the first place. <laughs> Yeah, Dan, we're smart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the you like that idea. Have is, uh, let's see here. Well, I think this is the, is this the essay? Really long. <laughs> it's or, uh, <laughs> okay, no, this isn't, this is not the essay. This is about our, <laughs> oh, I'll read it. And then I'll tell you what, so, LOL, this is funny. You do it left to right. Mm-hmm. It must have heard about our Mary Elizabeth Wanstead conversation. Uh, multiplication <laughs> and division. <laughs> and multiplication and division is before addition and subtraction. But multiplication is not before division. It's whatever comes first from left to right. Same with addition and subtraction. This is a conversation about our conversation about the order of operations. Seventh grade yeah, but what about the parentheses? Practice. They don't even talk this about Mr. the Gasha. Mr. Gasha, get off my page. <laughs> <laughs> And this is from Anthony Roberts, which I actually know Anthony Roberts. Uh, he's saying that once you get past the parentheses exponents, everything is still left to right. So if it's a, we were talking about sometimes we thought if you separated the math and subtraction, you do them at the same time. And he's saying, no, you still would do it left to right. Mm. So, uh, sir, this is not a place you, Tony. for knowledge. Uh, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> no, no, we, we, we appreciate your comment, Tony uh, or Anthony. I don't know. Tony from um, ASD. As my kid says, uh, I'll just use a calculator. Fuck math. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm glad we're inspired. on future things because we're morons and we appreciate you. I'm glad we're inspiring the youth, inspiring the youth <laughs> with technology. All right. Here's yeah. the essay. <clears throat> Let me get my ready. All right. So this is from Nathan Pauletta. I agree, actually. I watched it. <laughs> I watched it seven days ago, and I'm so angry about it. I've been watching, listening to all the bad reviews, so I know I'm not the only one who witnessed this abomination. What's I think it? you can make an argument that this is the worst movie in the franchise. I'm not 100% sold on it, 
but you could make that argument. I believe the only thing that holds me back is James Jude Courtney and his portrayal of Myers. Even though I think the character was completely written wrong, he looked great and he moved well, I thought. But the more I think about it, I don't think this is the <laughs> this is just the worst movie in the franchise. I think it is an all-time bad movie, a pure cash grab and complete abomination. I'm so angry that this is that this is it's embarrassing because what the fuck it's a movie, but as a real as a lifelong horror fan, Halloween fan, and how and how incredible the 1978 film is. I'm about ready to write a thesis on this or make it a five-hour video breakdown or something. Fuck. I hate these filmmakers. Um, Nathan, Dude, um, Matty P, you're, you're the you best. Really <laughs> <laughs> tell us well, how you really it. feel, my man. Because yes, Are you okay? Do you need help? Like, Do you want a hug? <laughs> Look, we'll he just hugs. loves his franchise. No, Even though he'll probably hate me because I always said I think the 1978 movie is overrated but i understand what it did for the the culture but i think it's overrated but that's neither here nor there that's a hot take I for me halloween that's the only one i like book it but I yeah it's it's an abortion of a movie it should not have happened it's definitely just a crap a cash grab yeah 100%. and halloween ends is going to be an even bigger cash grab maybe they might get a writer who actually like can knows what happens in real life and just be like you know maybe we'll call the cops i don't fucking know yeah, it's interesting. Is, is there ever been a scenario where they make the the titular protagonist the thing that's haunted that succeeded? Like, is there something where, like, not like the whole movie's based on the idea that they're is predicated on the idea that they're going to uh, be badass against the thing that's been the predator, essentially? Uh, like, Jeepers like, Creepers had a segment where they were like. Going right, after hunting, going after free, it. Free, but not the whole movie. Keepers, right? keepers too. It, yeah, they go after it. Oh no, I right. think it was the third one. They really go just straight at them. Like it's that the same guys that were in the second one. They kind of just yeah. they keep it going in the third one. Was that a theatrical release or just on DVD? I don't think Jeepers Creepers. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't remember if two even made the theaters. The question was: Was there a successful version of this? I think I saw two in theaters actually. I think I saw two. In two was yeah, in theaters, yes, and it bombed, yeah. and they three got direct. Oh, uh, yeah. you said a successful version of when people are band together to go kill the thing that is where the, the whole thing. movie is, where it's the not, beginning of Jason goes to hell. Because a lot of horror movies are, you know, scenarios where uh, the our uh, our our protagonists are terrorized, and then they at some point at the very end, like maybe you know. At the third, uh, the, the the last quarter, they they kind of band together and and maybe take on the threat, but majority of the movie is still the threat being the threat. And then, like, is there a scenario where they've started the movie off going, "We're going to hunt this motherfucker down," and then it's been good? Uh, I mean, yeah. well, the the premise is kind of jaded because if everybody's willing to hunt it down, and it technically isn't a threat anymore, it's right. just. Right now, the thing you're hunting. So outside of ghost, that's probably why they don't do it because they need it to be a threat, and then the threat prompts people to be like, "Hey, let's stop this threat and hunt it." So usually, right. you got to start with it being a threat to establish that you know it's a reason why they have to team up together to go kill it because Ethically, one singular won't right. do it. In Predators, in Predator, the first one, but still, he had to show he was a threat. Yeah, they do. Yeah. But after they realize he was a threat, but then they get fucked up. 
So yeah, that's right. what I mean. That's what they could have made this movie, Predator, and like yeah. we're going after it. And then Jason's still, I mean, not Jason, Mike Myers is like, <laughs> You're going after me, that's cute, <laughs> right? 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 But they were going after him with military grade hardware, and he was still doing his business, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I got you, that's so fun. You're you guys are cute. I would have still <laughs> murder you, <laughs> yeah, because it's hard to like imagine it's a situation with a movie and it's like. Jason Voorhees is looking behind at the mob and running. Like, this doesn't, look, <laughs> right. this doesn't yeah. feel the same. doesn't yeah. feel the Honestly, same. Honestly, <laughs> in my head, Kenneth, anytime, like, especially in Halloween, when and the latest one where he knocks on the door and they open, he's not there. He knocks on the other door and he opens, not there. I just imagine him going scurrying <laughs> between doors <laughs> as he knocks on it. Because he's not walking. Because you can't yeah. knock on the door. So no, open you, it, you, and knock, you, gotta, you, you gotta have to it. run to get to the other yeah. door. <laughs> <laughs> not, 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 not. Somebody made like an internet video about that where it was like, yeah. you know, the slow walk towards the person and they, they take and off and then they, when he's off camera, they he's just, shot, they run he books yeah. it. <laughs> and then start slow walking again when they get close. Don't worry. I'll research that for you, Jaren, and come back with an answer next week. Excellent. Have something that uh, a mob type mentality movie that actually in work. Yeah, hey, we'll we'll talk about that right after we talk about that Batman thing we're going to talk about next week. <laughs> we that Batman. Yeah, we still have Batman on deck. I'll make sure yep. I write it down though. Still right. coming up with that one. We just got notes down next Everything's week. Going to be <laughs> next only week the only the diehards will get that. Only the diehards will get that. <laughs> got to be here since day one for that one. Take your callbacks, baby. <laughs> I hate you. All right, let's go ahead and finish up this show, ladies and gentlemen. All right, thank you guys again for listening to the N-Word for Nerd podcast. It was a pleasure bringing you this show, and hopefully it was a pleasure listening to this show with us. If you want to like, you know, and you can, like, share this and say, hey, I found this dope show with these guys that are really cool, and they talk about crazy stuff, you should listen. (laughs) Well, I'm going to speak for me and Jaren. I'm going to speak for me and Jaren. Yeah, 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 yeah. People that like... Horror movies or people that like middling Marvel movies? Who should they share it with? Oh man. This week. This week. This week. Oh man. I feel like everybody that likes horror likes all good shit. So right. they'll enjoy this. But I'm gonna go with middling Marvel fans. They should enjoy this week. So they can share hear you this uh, podcast with your middling Marvel fan friends. <laughs> yes. With your mom who's seen one Marvel movie. And it's like, like, I like that Iron Man. <laughs> seems like a small guy <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is a doll uh, yes and then remember when to... he used to do drugs in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> he had a lot of sex uh, with prostitutes in the 80s yeah. <laughs> so sex in the he might be your dad actually but <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note remember to subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on uh, Facebook and also you can follow me and Jason on Twitter at at Rise Novemberist, and I think I am at Unsportsman a Big J or whatever oh, no, like that. that. We'll figure it out. We'll yeah. figure it out. That's on Instagram. I'm at Head Cannon Circus on Instagram, and um, Jaron, you're at what? Uh, at Jaron X Five on nope, Instagram. I ain't, I ain't trying to hear the heat. Uh, I'm just Jaron. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see. Oh, uh, but you can follow comment. us. Yeah, you can follow us all there, or just leave a comment and. Let us know how you feel about everything like that again. But don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM. And like always, it was a pleasure bringing to you this show. Jaron, any final words? 
Leave me some comments on YouTube. I want to screen cap them and put them as part of the show. Do it. <laughs> All right. And Jason. As always, be kind, be considerate, and tip your servers and bartenders 20% at least. Jerry needs money. We, we will see you. We will see you all next time because evil will die tonight. <laughs>